intensive. Hmm, I'll bet they won't have... <gasps> wow, they have it! Canned bread! This town is great! That's how that spray got me in. How that spray got you in, man. The fucking air horns. Such a product of its time. Y'all had some air horns in your set the other night. Oh yeah, no, I go I go dummy on the air horns. When I heard every time I heard it, I kind of giggled to myself. I'm like, I love I love that. When that song dropped, though, that shit was some heat. Which one? When that Drake song dropped. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to like. Maybe they're just flexing their budget. I I mean, yeah. Hey, check it out. We got. Drake, Let's turn Drake into a robot. And <laughs> crazy CGI money. And we got Steven Spielberg too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what year was that? That's what I want to know. That had to have been like twenty. That oh nine or eight or some shit like no. that. No. That was definitely on some Michael Bay Transformers shit. No, no. Out tripping. Twenty ten. That was definitely Michael 2010. Bay. That's what I thought. There was something in those. The sophomore year of high school for me. They, and they Michael Bay definitely directed that. That was on some Transformer shit, bro. <laughs> nah, for real. Yeah, yeah imagine true. Drake. Imagine Drake just whoop, 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 and transforming. Yeah. <laughs> what would he transform into? No, a fucking Mini Cooper, you know, bro. Realistically, <laughs> with, with CG like that, that takes like like at least a month for a, yeah. like a CG team. Probably so more. You have, you have a whole team of people who just storyboard Drake. Getting robotomized. <laughs> <laughs> robotomized. What were they told? What I was wonder what their the vision. Direction? Yeah, I wonder what like who conceived of that ad. Ooh. Like, how do they come up with that? Like, yeah, we're gonna have Drake. He's gonna be like, yeah, I'm not feeling myself today. Uh, and they hand him. A, they're like, sir, there's a commercial for that. It's Twix or, or Snickers. I mean, and they're like, no, 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 this is different. They hand him a Sprite. He sips it, and his fucking head just. <laughs> I brain, mean, somebody had turns to. Sprite. Somebody had to just, I guess, storyboard that. And then just communicate it to the CG artists somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do I'll... something with it. No, let's be for real. Drake was in the studio with Snoop, and he did something to that sprite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That's was very that real. was twenty seconds of salvia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drake had it. Drake popped off afterwards, though. Whatever he went through, he. Yeah, he went well, on to record that like a banger. His eyes. Hmm. Turning robotomized. What happened? What did Drake see? <laughs> yeah, what was it like to experience that? I mean, we're but experiencing I mean, it right now. What you mean? What does well, Sprite do to him? Well, that's the that's I mean, the magic I think we all know exactly right? what Sprite because it gets you thinking like that. And then it gets you wanting to drink Sprite, so then you get to understand what it's like to be robotomized like Drake. Did it hurt? Did... I don't know. I, drink, I, I, I mean, drink he started Sprite. spitting after. I don't think it hurt, bro. Yeah, it no. is good for him. Welcome to episode 42. Uh, three of Ghost in the Ox. I'm Devin. We also have Trey here again, returning. Hello. Uh, we got Gunner. Yo. And uh, a little special guest. We're in a special location. We're at Rizzo's again. Uh, second time back, and we have guest Devin. Hi, I'm Devin. The other Devin. I'm Devin. You're spelled how again? <laughs> D E V I N. I N. I'm the O N. So you know. Oh, oh I thought God. you were I N. No. Oh. I was like brothers in arms with you until this point. <laughs> I'm playing brothers, brothers in vowels. <laughs> brothers in towels, yes sir. Huh? Yes. Wait, is that what you said? Towels? Yeah. No. Brother. <laughs> brothers in towels. Brothers in vowels. And what? Oh. Vowel. Yeah. Vowel. Oh. 
Brothers, Brothers and Towels is like a weird porn. Like a weird incest gay porn. That's Brothers and Towels, bro. Yeah. Listen, no. I just told you what I heard. You're right. That's it. That's it. What he heard come out of your mouth, no less. Um, so we're at Rizzo's. Jose is around, but he's a little bit busy. He'll chime in at some point. I have a couple questions for him. We'll get to that. Right now, we're just hanging out. Um, I just had a Nicaraguan cigar. I have to be careful to make sure I enunciate that correctly. Um, just whipped them in nice. some uh, Domino's. You know, you know how it go. Yeah, Domino's was hitting. I was actually learning new shit because Devin over here was actually like teaching us like strategy. Yeah, me, I Devin, I Devin play with Devin. <laughs> I Devin, that's your YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I taught Devin a few things. He learned it from Devin in case everyone, everyone ever asks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell them Devin taught me. And they're yeah. like, oh, you talking to me in third person? Yeah. Yeah. Just taught myself. You know, I'm just real like that. <laughs> Makes sense. And Domino's is cool, though. I feel like Domino's mm-hmm. is definitely easier to, like, count your cards, so to speak, than, like, uh, card games where there's a lot more possibilities and numbers yeah. of cards. I feel like with card games, a lot of times it's, like, uh, more based on luck. Mm. Too rather yeah. than like dominoes, yeah. Because regardless of how you look at it, even more skilled players can lose to like someone who's new, mm-hmm. depending on if you're dealt a really bad hand. I feel like with cards, it, it leans to luck. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of luck played in with majority of card games. Whereas dominoes is like within a reasonable limit of like seven per, as opposed to like yeah, fifty a whole fifty two stack. In one knows. card game, they don't want you to count, but yeah, in this. Counting's basically that's part of the a game. Necessity, yeah. That's a strategy. Or a necessity. That's mm-hmm. a necessity. Necessity. A necessity. <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> Look that up in the thesaurus. Don't worry. I, I swallowed my saliva, so now I've got it down. <laughs> yeah, I, so I can I can talk now. Is that a voice actor method? <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, if you swallow your saliva and like breathe in through your nostrils, get anything in your nostrils, yeah. you you'll you'll feel like your voice is a lot more clear because it is. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, Devin is a uh, voice actor. Mm, voiceover artist. I have very little mm. credits in voice mm. acting. Mm. Leaning voiceover towards artist. that one, though. Leaning towards that one. Yeah, this is Devin. You're Devin. Devon. I Devin over here. Bro- I Devin. Brother in towels. Brother in towels. Um, <laughs> what kind of voice ac- uh, voiceover work have you done? Uh, I've done a couple commercials for uh, sponsorships for like uh, programs or networks. We don't sponsor or... them, so don't say what they are. But oh yeah, elab- yeah, yeah. But I elaborate. Know. I know, I know. I've listened to a few podcasts, and they get close to saying a name, and everyone freaks out. No, there, 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 there's no actual rule. Like oh. you can say it. I'm just telling you, we. I'm not sponsored. We don't. Oh, spon- yeah, they don't, don't sponsor us. You don't we want that. Yeah. No money. They're not giving us money, so leave them out. Don't don't. They give it. They gave you money. Oh yeah, they gave they me money. No you know what? what's funny? I, they, they didn't give me money. They gave the guy who gave the money to me the money, and then I got the money from that guy. Oh uh, yeah. Did you go a middleman? No, uh, no, I'm not a middleman. But like, it's just like they handed it. They didn't want to hand it to me. They handed it to another guy who handed it to me. What does and that mean? Like your like by accident type like, thing? Like an agent almost. Yeah. Agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. it's a sponsorship. So like. They're paying someone else to put their commercial on, and I'm just got you. the commercial. He's like the mm. producer who put the whole thing yeah, together. He, yeah, he, 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 he rams it in, and I'm just the guy whose voice you hear when they're ramming it in, you know? Into the, mm. uh, the slot where the sponsorship happens. Got you. Rams yeah. it in, yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Brother and Towel really likes Brother to ram towel, it in. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the voice work sounds cool, though. Yeah? I'm, I'm glad you find interest in that. I, like, uh, I grew up around games where you'd hear a lot of bad voice actors. And, like, as well, a little kid, I would always, like, reenact what I heard. And then I would want to do that. Yeah. Like, as I grew up, do I'm it like, better. man, I want to do that. That sounds, that, that sounds awesome. I want to just, like, <laughs> scream into a microphone like someone with a script of someone, like, uh, getting killed. I would play Mortal Kombat mm. or Resident Evil and just hear variations of people getting paid to go and stuff like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big time. Big time. Oh, yeah. you know like, like that and because wow. like a lot of like the bigger the game especially like story ones where they have a ton of like dialogue it's not just dialogue but also multiple variations especially fighting games multiple yeah. variations of just yeah yeah grunts and stuff Dying noises. Yes. <laughs> the Minecraft ones go to hardest. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> nah, man. Did you hear about Roblox? They're getting rid of their oof sound. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. yeah. That, that about that. OG, they they're getting matter. rid of it. I don't, it. Even, I don't That's even what, want to hear it. Bro, and you the know day what? that they get rid of the you know? Minecraft <laughs> you know villager what? noise. Yeah, the, that's what I'm hmm. saying. You know what? We hmm. had to deal with that. We Minecraft boys. Hmm. We had to put up with that shit hmm. years ago. Those hmm. Roblox kids got off with it. Way too long. They, did. <laughs> now they gotta suffer along with us. Hmm. The force of corporate demanded change for no reason that you could possibly comprehend. Buddy, hmm. come up to me talking about some. Give me five emeralds for two weeks. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> hmm. I'm like, bro, get, I'm about to fold you. <laughs> Iron Gold ain't saving this one, bro. What? Nah. Imagine explaining that to the villager police, bro. He was like, <laughs> he was trying to, he was trying to scam me. That's what it was. I won't sing that. I took care of it, officer. <laughs> Just imagine an expanded society of people who talk like that. Just imagine their music, like. Just imagine rap. Just music. a bunch of clarinets. Yeah, y'all see SpongeBob. Just hella clarinets. And then, y'all remember when SpongeBob, uh, that SpongeBob episode when uh, Squidward went back to his like uh, little hometown like village? Oh yeah. Everybody had clarinets Everybody. too. Everybody. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's crazy. He's the only one that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) On God, though. Yeah, Yeah, bro. I never thought about that. really unfortunate. He garbage. That's what I'm saying. No wonder he lives like mayonnaise and instruments. They rejected him. They kicked him out of society because they they didn't want him to have no more of that canned bread. Oh, yeah. I was about to mention the The canned bread. bread. Yeah. They have it. Oh, my God. They have (laughs) it. I can't do Squidward, but he, he would. They have, they have it. They have it. You so you um, you want to lean towards uh like acting, the voice acting too. Oh yeah, uh, voice acting. Unfortunately, like even with getting started, and like uh, earlier we were talking about like how you get started, and I was talking about the websites that people go to once they get their microphone. On those, uh, even as a beginner, even as you're starting out. It's a little hard because you're competing with people yeah, who already have their foot, like their foot in the door, of audio, you know, engineering and how to work with Audacity and the programs and how to make a demo reel and how to have a resume and how to sort everything out or how to have a, I'm sorry, a voice acting resume, like a portfolio, a, a portfolio of previous audio work, right? A healthy little, hey, I worked in this and this and this, I'm good, versus, hey. I have a dream. I think this is going to work out. And 
I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to getting into this. You have a person who's already you know into it versus a person who trying you, you know, to get you can't, into it. And it's all you about can't rely on like you can a professional, right? Regardless of how yeah. good they are, how well spirited they are, you can't rely on them like you would a professional. Well, I would say just like most creative uh, like businesses where there's a creator involved, yeah, they have to start somewhere and start creating that portfolio. Because I remember, because I was in a very kind of similar situation at one point where uh, I wanted to try and it wouldn't, wasn't success, successful, but I wanted to uh. try and find work outside of school to do video work. And because I was like kind of decent at it, not like super professional, like high end cameras or anything, but like the camera work I did for school projects because I was in video production was pretty good. And I was like learning a lot more about that stuff at the time. So I was looking for like work. I was scouring places like Craigslist and shit to find people who were like looking for because I wasn't trying to shoot too high. I was looking for people who were looking for um, somebody to do like home movies or not a home movie, but like um, low budget stuff, whatever is happening around my area. And yeah, 99.9% of them are all like, yeah, we're not hiring unless you have something to show that you do this. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't have much really at all. Yeah, there's not uh, there's not much you can really show them. Yeah. Right. So and for that, it takes a lot of weight. It makes it makes it a lot harder. So for me, like I said, I'm leaning towards it. The reason I say I'm leaning towards it and then going into there is because. I'm currently doing uh, like audiobooks mm -hmm. and commercials and just, you know, anything that's not a massive project like you would anything that they would need a full time voice actor for. Right? Right. Gotcha. And once I build that up, then I have my foot in the door. And then I can attempt and, you know, jab to see if I have enough range or enough vote, like whatever is needed to be a good voice actor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll head into there once I've built up credit but as of right now i have like a, i have a few books that i've done i have a book in my bag i think it's written by a local uh a, a regular here a million dollar mindset oh uh, no i'm good <laughs> i have to search through it it's gonna be at the bottom of that <laughs> no worries, no worries. it's cool, not though. it's nicely organized though but like <laughs> i don't know if you want to run hear rummaging through the mic That's hey james how you doing man James in the building. I fought with the Tims, James bro. has entered the building. He fucks with the Tims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, wait, you got the Tims? Hey, he had the Tims on, bro. He had the Tims? Oh, it's the Tims type of day. I do as well. Oh, damn. That was on some, like, charcoal, off-white shit. That was looking hard. These <laughs> <laughs> were blacked out. Oh, he's got the... Oh, yeah, you got the I'm gonna clean out a house tonight shoes. I guess he yeah, got the, a. The Tim, the don't Tim watch him. He might have a Draco strapped under his fucking shirt. Shoes on. <laughs> that boy ready to get down into action Eventually. with his shoes on. He rubs together his palms menacingly. Shoes. Well, <laughs> it's just a matter of like these shoes are going to last me forever. You know. I feel like those shoes were designed but... not to be seen at night. <laughs> I'm stuck boots. I mean, the way he dresses. That's probably a safe assumption, yeah. The way he dresses, too, all black. You're not going to see this, man. Dude, don't cross the road, even at a red light. <laughs> <Tell me that laughs> even at a red light. Just don't do it. Don't. 
Oh, man. <laughs> I'll jaywalk in the dead of night as much as I want. Dude, it's your favorite pastime of yours. You have. Yeah. You just got to carry around that caution sign behind you, bro. You'll be all right. I see. I see. Wait I think for, you have at least for. two necklaces on as well as a bracelet. And those are black, too. <laughs> you, you, you've blacked it out. Your glasses. glasses are black, too. Yeah. You popped it through. It I looks bet, good on me. I bet whatever. It up. Like, it's just, Stop it's hating. Simple. The boy it's fit simple. it up. At yep, this point, bro, your underwear, your socks, and you, you tied your beard. <laughs> right, to be going. fair, to, yes, with black, with, with black, the black bands, yeah, but about, to yeah. be fair, my underwear is white. Do you have a belt mm. on that's black? White boxes. Nice. <laughs> You're good. Oh. <laughs> 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 we were talking about outfits, and matter of fact, yours is well nice too. The, the uh, leopard you outfit. You do have a great outfit. Amazing. Do you guys have sisters? I don't. I do. I nope. have sister. Yeah. You do? Yeah. I have, okay. I have a brother. Alright. He's like my brother. Okay. So when I post something on an outfit, he's like on me, <laughs> and I was away. And a staycation down south, and I posted it. It wasn't a whole, like, it was like a pants and a, a bikini top. And Just a little Miami fit. Ain't no wrong yeah. with a little Miami he fit. He calls me that. Like, yeah. Miami fit. Yo, Maya. Like, yep. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I do the same thing to my you sister. Know, oh, gosh. That was a different help. So, because I had said something about mastering pieces, like, you need to find the rest of those pieces of your outfit. Like, what you wear? <laughs> See, they said that you're wrong for doing that to me. You have a sister? I have a half <laughs> I sister. Don't, I don't. So. I do. Nah, I got a sister, and I said that you wasn't in the wrong. You wasn't in the wrong. I do it too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got you, though. I got you. I got a half sister, so I'm half sure that I don't know what's going on. You can't have my dad looking I don't know who to side with. You want to get on the mic? That mic's live right there. Yeah, here. I got you. She's on Facebook. Lay it out on the beach with a two-piece on, talking about she's trying to find peace. You can have a two-piece on. That means mm. she's got to find the other You're piece. She had it. Where are the other pieces first? You're supposed and then to have the piece. piece. You're mm -hmm. supposed to have a two-piece on. You're supposed to have a two-piece. That's why they make um, the well, single one. Well, when you go to like, Miami, when we go to Miami with you, you don't really have a brother with two-piece or come with that. I'm not related to it. <laughs> 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 That's something you deserve for them, not you. Bye. All right, see you later, James. Hell yeah. Uh, I, was, I, was Man. I was about to say, bro, it's just a, a brother-sister thing. It's just like, bro, I'm not going to have my sister out there like that. I just can't. <laughs> no, I, I, at, le at least, like, she going to do what she want to do, but just know I'm going to have a comment on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Just know that my input is going to be put into your brain, and you might not like what Are I have to Are you going to leave say. a comment or scroll through the comments menacingly? No, I'm... <laughs> Nah. Who is saying well, I'm what? Not, I'm not. Oh, somebody, somebody, nah, cause no, like, I'm not that extra say... where like, I'm going to go like the boys who commented on like my sister's pictures. I'm going to go like those comments and be like, like, like trying nah. to like fuck with them. I like, cause I don't care that much, but it's just like, if she's going to put herself out there to look like that, I'm like, cause I've, I've been through like, you know what I mean? Like I've been through high school. I've been through this age where when girls post that i know what the persona of everybody else looking at it is you know what i mean like they get a persona of that person even though maybe that's not what the post is meant to be mm -hmm. so that's why i'm always on her about it yeah i look at it as if i had a sister and they were doing that i would really wouldn't i'd be the same as you i would be on them a little bit but i would be more looking at comments more so to fuck with people because i would see something that's like a little close to out of pocket 
or just straight out of pocket, I'd be like, hey, that's my sister, dog. And just like, see what they say? Like, fuck yeah. up. <laughs> see, but no one, she, no one's that bold on her Instagram, I guess. Because she's no. low. She, 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 she doesn't put herself out there. So I guess it's all right. But everybody also knows that I'm her brother. True. And I'm not someone that is taken lightly i guess <laughs> what would you do if someone did leave a comment and it was like horrendous but like horrendous how like 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 she's like not horrendous like horrendous like, enough for her to even like, come like, talk to me about it horrendous like man you're so hot like I'm, like I, you know no, no pushing horrendous not horrendous as in you know fuck you bitch die no no i like, mean like like trying to get at her horrendous let's, yeah. keep in mind yeah let's keep in mind this person it's just yeah, my sister my sister just oh yeah. turn is a freshman like just oh just is, like literally okay. like oh, yeah, last no, week that, you definitely have to keep on. now yeah. that's a complete yeah. that's what i'm saying 100%. and then my other sister is a sophomore yikes yeah so, yeah. Okay. I thought I thought we were talking about like grown. Nah. They're like right at that. Don't post yourself. Don't look like a whore. Yeah. Age. Word. And there's gonna also gonna be that's, horny that, boys. That's why. That's why I said out. earlier is like I've been in that stage and I know what it's like to see a girl posting all that and then like know what it's like to see it from an outside perspective, like what yeah. that girl looks like when she posts stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Dude, I didn't have a phone till I was a junior. So what? Yeah. I had a phone. I didn't. I low-key feel That's like crazy. I didn't have a phone till late because I didn't get a phone till I was like 12 years old. Dude, I didn't have one till like 15, 16. Bro, my sister got a phone when she was like seven and i was like ah, i was like what? what the fuck i was like mom that's bullshit no. what is this <laughs> like i had to wait till 12 yeah i don't you know what's funny like even though i i remember being i had to spiteful. come in before the lights came on outside because i didn't have a damn phone that was that was my life <laughs> this kid didn't have that she could stay out later because she had a phone i'm like that's some bullshit <laughs> i remember being spiteful that I didn't have a phone and everyone else had a phone and now like now that I'm older I'm imagining if I had a kid at what point do I want to give them a device that makes them able to connect I, to, it's not gonna well, be it's, it's not gonna be a certain age for my kid I feel like I have I, a, I'm gonna the, go based off of their maturity level I've thought about this up. I've thought about this I would do I would give them the same progression of technology the way that I had as a kid, where my first few phones were all really shitty. They have to pay for the yeah. minutes. What? Like, text uh, is I feel like, like T9. It's a di- it'll be a different time than when I have kids, though. No, like, but even now, bro, like, I feel like I couldn't my I couldn't give my kid his first phone one with minutes on it, bro. I couldn't. Well, it de- <laughs> I, I would it do has that. To be at least a gallon. Because I'm not about to have my kid getting roasted but at I'm school talking- either. That's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not getting. My kid not is not me, coming home but- saying, "Dad, I'm getting bullied because this weak ass phone you gave me." <laughs> like it's not gonna be on me. It's not gonna be on me, bro. Nah, but I, I'm talking. I'm talking more at the age of like seven, eight, like you said, your sister. Mm. Where when they're young, it doesn't really matter. And I also would want to filter a little bit what kind of stuff they get into. See, not like not well, like what full I've on. Seen, what I've seen a lot lately is iPad kids. Like yeah. they, yeah. they give kids yeah. home oh iPads. You can't take it to school. You can't take it out. When you're at home, you have a certain amount of time you could be on it, and it's like child locked for like mm-hmm. parent locked. Like only certain things can be opened on it. Like your my sister's YouTube was uh parent locked for a while like she couldn't watch certain channels like 18 plus channels like she couldn't watch like she couldn't subscribe none none of that 
So like, two kids. I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like I would start that with my kid. I feel like I would give him like a home device. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, because yeah. like I want so they know how to integrate with yeah. that for when they have it. Exactly. Get him the mic. Mm-hmm. For you, before I get him the mic. Okay. We can still hear you a little bit, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go, we want to hear it. I can cut this out. Of oh, course. Cool. Maya Snacks. Yes. All right. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, we have some snacks presented Are by you? Maya Snacks. I'm going to leave that Ooh. in now. <laughs> Maya is currently providing us with Maya Snacks. And these oh snacks is busting too. Maya day. I'll take me a honey bun. He rubs his Ooh. hands together in excitement for the honey bun. What would you like? Uh, <laughs> I have no preference. Whatever you want to hand me. Can I get popcorn? Sure. I'm gonna save that for a little bit later, though. I'm not having it right now. Should I get him noxious like, food for the microphone? Uh, can, I get a crunch, <laughs> can I get a crunch bar? Crunch bar? Yeah. Wait, is there any more? If you have a oh, baby, come on. Rose, could I get one? Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, Butterfinger? A Butterfinger? Sure. Right there. Damn, thank you so much. Could I get a baby, Ruth? Thank you, mine. I actually owe you mm-hmm. one because you've been helping me out. So you want something else? I need y'all to oh, know. Good, I appreciate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You, are, Thank you, you are, so much. I hope you feel special because you are officially our first ever sponsor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sponsor us in Kansas. Yes, this podcast is sponsored. <laughs> I'm the guest. I don't know if I can. It's a good sponsor right here. No, no. I'll actually, do it with your voiceover voice. Which one? Give, give me like oh, a Oh, okay. You pick. You pick. You Which pick. one? You got, oh. an, you got an anime voice? <laughs> I can do anime. I want to hear that. I had, to, I had to learn no, how to like, anime gasp. You, you guys want me to teach you how to do that? Yeah. Mm. You got to exhale. I'm not eating nothing, so I want to do it. Okay. You got to... Hold on. Give the shout out first. Get a shout out first. Shout out... Uh, Maya or is it Mia? Maya. My, I'm sorry, I, I had a brain fart. I couldn't remember if it was Mia or Maya because Maya it was the Y. Yeah. And yeah. These good. snacks are provo- Oh, wait, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, With the voice, though. Yeah. With kind of voice. Yours, whatever you want to do. He's going to do a quick little, uh, I'm testing do him like on his voiceover. Sci fi Western. There you go. A sci fi Western? A Spike Speaker. Very specific. Mm. <clears throat> you see, I don't know if I can get the sci fi, but I can get the Western. Just have that in your brain as you're doing the Western. <laughs> you're a cowboy on, like, Mars. Talking about my snacks. Ref- just reference that you're just, like, looking at the moon from the- from a crater. We're building this for you. Yeah. But we're letting you improv it. I hate Sam. <laughs> I see. Sam. Sam, it turns to... Get into my clothes. All right, now let me hear. <laughs> right, 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 right. Wait, okay, okay, okay. Where was that going? Where, how was that? How was that going to lead into uh, my snacks? And when I get sand in my clothes, I crave. My. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. I ten crave out of ten. my snacks. And right here, I got myself a baby room for my snacks. And I've also got sand in my clothes. 
Now, if you made tolerable me, by my snacks, I'm gonna go ahead and consume my my snack. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God! You know what I'm gonna do with that? I'm gonna take that clip <laughs> of that and put it in work in progress or something for people to hear. <laughs> Please. Please do. Oh my god, that's gonna be like an exclusive like Hell yeah. that was epic. I look you want to hear his anime voice. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I wanna I want you to hear I want you to oh, do yeah, anime and me voice. To see you to gasp as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so with anime, the, what I what I always told myself was that uh I went to theater a lot. So I saw a lot of theater kids acting. Theater. And I did my own acting alongside them. I did a lot of stage plays. I did Murder on the Nile, which they made a movie about recently. I'm like, not familiar. So I I really not familiar with theater stuff. Oh, it was just a, it was a play about like a, it was like a murder mystery play, and I was okay. like a comedic relief. Dope. And uh, one thing you would notice in theater is a lot of actors have their own like it. It, it looks and feels like acting. It's like kind of dramatic in its own way, but they're trying to be contained while being dramatic. Mm. Like. Uh, do you know where the sign is? They're very like kind of somewhat yeah. like borderline on cheesy, where it's like mm -hmm. like campy. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they're like embodying the archetype of the thespian. Yeah. You know, or the, like yeah, because yeah. I've noticed that too. I've noticed that very distinctly with um. Like imagine like someone people. doing Shakespeare. There you mm -hmm. go. Perfect example. It, it it's dramat. It's overly dramatic and. Some way, not all the way. Very it's not emphasized. Like emphasized, yeah. yeah. There's certain aspects of that theater acting that's emphasized, and it, you can replicate that and get a perfect anime voice just by talking normal. Okay. You just have to emphasize those same places of like how you speak, those same areas mm. of speech, and uh, anime gasping is real fun because you don't actually gasp. You mm. kick your air out and then you gasp. <laughs> Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, damn! Drop that. Hmm. <coughs> he being his girl ear like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like God. that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you want to try it? I'll, everybody, try I it. don't want to try it. You, try, you gotta try, try it. it. Try it. I'm gonna. Try so it. you just like. <laughs> it's like you're kicking air out and then sucking back in. The so like, do you go, kick go, the air out hard? Go, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't you do need it. to be able to catch it after you kick it out. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm gonna try. Kick out a small portion of breath, but make it audible, and then breathe in. That was bad. Try that was. That's when they cut out. Do an impression of your like favorite anime character, and then try to replicate that. Yeah. While you're doing it. By the way, you don't really do that. My favorite anime character. That is mic kinda, is live. Whenever you feel like jumping in, kind of unique. Just grab it. All right. My favorite anime character is kind of unique. He don't really do none of those noises. No. The make the make yeah. a unique Who is anime character noise. Or she. <laughs> or who? I don't know. He's kind of dumb, to be honest. He's asking who. Oh, Luffy. Oh, that's fair. I guess. I would say he doesn't really do all the extra shit. He's just like, huh? I'm like just gonna the beat time. the guy. All right, let's hear your... <laughs> I feel like I'm twitching like my like chest Don't you? when I do it. Yeah. Well, can you do it? It's up to you. Ew, that was pretty good. Sort of. See, y'all are not hearing it in the headphones like I, I was am. about to say. Uh, different. 
Uh, it hurts my throat, though. <laughs> yeah. What do you hear? It's I can hear everybody real close doing. How is it? And so can everybody at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what matters. Exactly. No, but actually, that's a that's a good little uh, lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I never thought about the like the trying to replicate theater aspect of it. Yeah, I never thought hear, about it that, that way. You'll hear like an anime character have an inner monologue, mm-hmm. and they're like whoever the actor is. You can just tell they're going at it. They have veins in their neck. Mm-hmm. Whoever's right. behind the microphone, they're borderline screaming. <laughs> that's anime acting. Yeah, there's absolutely. really dramatized. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word, but now it is. In some aspects, I think of it how is. You talk and sounds right. Like Would it be every... safe to say that like Nicolas Cage is an anime actor in that? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicolas yes. Cage, I... isn't he in one of the Mortal Kombat's? Nick, mm-hmm. what? No. Yeah, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. I've never seen Nick Cage. In... I'm pretty sure he's in one of the Mortal Kombat's. If it's not Mortal Kombat, it's one of those fighting games. I don't think so. As a voice actor? No, nah, like an actual character you could what? play as. Oh, like they mapped his face and the game. I want to fight as what? Nicolas Cage. I'm pretty sure you could in turn Mortal into like Kombat? the Ghost Rider, and then you could turn into like, like he has a bunch of guns that you could use. He's like one of those characters that are very versatile. I've never heard of this. Huh. It was like one of the DLC packs, like when you could get like Jason or like something on like Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I know what mm. you're talking. Now nah, they only they ran out of '80s characters. <laughs> yeah, they didn't use uh, Ghost Rider. That would have been cool. though. No, nah, I knew that. I know Maybe it's a they different fighting Ghost Rider. Game. I'm saying I don't know if it was Mortal Kombat or not, but I remember fighting as Nicolas Cage against my brother in a fighting game, like mm-hmm. on like PS3. So, I wonder how Nick would do as a voice actor. You know, I probably good. I was about to say he's a good regular. Actor, he probably has. So. Yeah. Well, he's a very unique actor. Yeah. He has like very specific. Like it's him. Like when I see Nick Cage in a movie, you it's Nick Cage. Whereas some mm-hmm. actors play the character really well, and you forget mm-hmm. that it's a, uh, a, like, actor. So I just got distracted because my thing went black, and I wanted you to see what my shit says when it goes idle. <laughs> so you think? So what you think? So you think he's one of those? Let me, let me read that. Shit. Get a boneless pizza and two liter coke. That's my my. Let me get a boneless pizza. Pizza. Speaking of uh, voice acting, with a two liter. Coke. You want me to? Do- <laughs> yeah, do that. Do with that. what? Do the boneless pizza. I, I, I haven't heard that in a while. I don't remember. Just read. Just uh, I, I turned it on now, so you can't I, see uh, it. Let me get a yeah. boneless pizza with boneless two liter of coke. pizza. How but, uh, deep do you want me to go with two the liter of coke? You're, gonna, you're saying, so the line is, let me get a, <laughs> a boneless, <laughs> boneless pizza. pizza and a two liter of coke. Why is that set to your thing when it turns off? I changed because I figured out you can put your own custom thing, and I was like, and so you just placed your order well, and left it at that. No, because I, I had not, um, I had not pre-thought of what to put. I just was scrolling like around in my computer settings and found that you can customize it. I'm like, okay, right. that's just what came off the top of my head at the moment. My God, <laughs> let me get a boneless pizza and a two liter coke. Bruh. So can I get a, uh, with the anime voice, pizza. anime. Oh, that's not anime. <laughs> no, imagine. How does he say get bon- a- how does he say boneless pizza? How how do you want me to say it? You have to have the headphones to properly like. Oh man, he's saying good headphones. Three to properly. So, how do we boneless? Can I get a boneless pizza with two liter of? Co- I get to hear my own voice. Yeah, I love he- I love feeling disgusted at the sound of my own voice. <laughs> 
Just Even make sure it's boneless pizza. Boneless. Let me get it. Boneless. So boneless. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot different. Boneless. Yeah, it's different. I can it's not going to sound quite like that in the recording, though. It's going to sound cleaner. Yeah, it sounds. Wow. Yeah, pretty clear, right? A boneless pizza. Now he's in the zone. Yep, yep. He's in the zone now. Clicked in. So can I get a... <laughs> Car interrupted that one. Take Rude. Bones. Pizza. <laughs> really contemplating the line. What's the motivation of this character? <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's trying to decide if he wants to try a bone pizza or not. He's going with bones. <laughs> the bone in. Let me get a bone. <laughs> the cowboy on the moon contemplating on the last time he visited his local pizzeria. Sand in his before, he before he left for the cosmos. <laughs> I got sand. That's actually kind of poetic. Imagine, <laughs> so, I'm sorry to go on a tangent. No, go ahead, go ahead. That's no, slightly no, no. poetic. To imagine like a cowboy yeah, or somebody or going to another like, planet and sand in my clothes is the thing yeah. that is like bothering well, them, like it's on their mind, not the rest of whatever the fuck they're doing on another planet. There's yeah. something weird. There's something like. Can't be dealing with that. <laughs> Can't be dealing right. with sand in your clothes no, on a foreign planet. I, you know, it's funny. Well, the second I put on headphones, I can't. I have a harder time acting because I can't. Hear hearing my everybody. Own tone. Oh. oh yeah, I can hear. I can. I can't hear my own tone. Get closer I up just to the hear mic. The, I hear my own like the response of my voice. Rather Get than closer up, like almost touching it, and you're oh, getting really? louder. Like this. Wow. Yeah. You're right. Mm -hmm. Directly over top of it. Yeah. All I hear is the reverb from when I speak. That's fun to hear. You gotta take these back. I can't. Do, <laughs> I can't do these. It's, it's kind of something I have to get used to. Also, it's a different. World I've always preferred that, yeah. listening with the headphones on. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, I've never. Cable is going to be limited. Actually. No, nah, that's. What I was actually going to say earlier when you were talking about the uh, Man, like limited cable links. I'm like, oh well, the Audio Technica headphones voice. always have like super long yeah. cables in them. Man. There you go. <laughs> All right. How how is it? How do you feel? I'm feeling good. Feel powerful. Is it I good? Feel, do, you feel, do you like it? Oh, so powerful. Sorry. I, just I don't know. It doesn't. Like, do you want me to take a picture to capture this moment? No, I'm good. No, okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, actually. No, I, it doesn't sound like how I expected it to. Well, that's something that I had to learn with this mixer, too, because it picks up a lot more ambient room noise and hiss and stuff. Right. But when it's recorded, the software like actually doesn't sound that way. Almost um, translates. It's very right? strange. Yeah, it, it doctors it a little bit automatically, yeah. pretty much. Interesting. All right, yeah, get these off my head, please. I will. Yeah, you, you can't we, do it either, right? Them, but it's, more important that you have them. it's not really that important that I have them. I don't know. I feel more focused on listening to my own voice when I'm doing that. So you don't want the headphones, is what you're saying? Yeah, I can't do the headphones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. How did you... So you got your first gigs with uh, the voice work from... What were the sites again? Uh, castingcall.club and ACX. Not sponsored by any means, but we're just no. that's just where he started. Yep. Okay. Those are very starter friendly, but at the same time, those are also voice acting websites. Mm -hmm. So once again, they're harder to get into. So yeah, if so you're starting off, it'll like you get good practice. Like even if you don't land a role, it's really easy. You get a, you get to examine roles and mm -hmm. examine the audition for the role, and it's a fun, good practice process going through and auditioning. You might even land one, actually. So I was going to ask, what was your, like, so you're like, okay, I kind of want to try this. 
people say I have a unique voice or something. I don't know how you decided, but you decided I want to actually do this. Was it like when you set up that uh, presence on those sites and then start looking for gigs? Do people have to approach you based on a profile? Can you browse stuff to find things that are in like in demand or whatever? Oh, on and then, both of those sites, you don't have to do that. You actually, uh, both you and the person who's making the project that's looking for voice actors, you're both looking for each other. Gotcha. And even as a voice actor, you can create your own projects to hire voice actors. And that's also really simple. Uh, with the voice acting aspect of it, if you're going into that field and you're going onto the sites for that, you literally just examine different projects that are open for you to browse through and examine. And uh, you can audition for a role and put your audition under that role and then go back and keep scrolling through mm. these projects. Mm. And you can spend however long you want just auditioning. Cool. Yeah. That's got kind of rad, and it's easy because like well, not easy. Sorry, I don't mean easy. But oh, it's, yeah, but it's, it's simpler simple. than acting auditioning because you have to go to a place and do this whole performance, and then. But for this, what you said earlier, ninety percent of it's a microphone. You can just set this up at home. I mean, yeah. obviously the building a portfolio part that's is the, the hard biggest, part. That's the hardest but part. But yeah. as far as accessibility, that seems very. Yeah, if you really wanted to simplified. kick it off and like just hit the ground running, it's not that hard. Mm. Yeah, I mean, is it really the... that difficult to get started beyond the time investment it would take to just, like, read a bunch of stuff and, like, do a bunch of voices and record it all? Oh, you mean, like, if you actually got a gig and you, like, had to spend the time doing all the work? Is that no, what I'm mean? saying, like, in the initial, like, when you're just starting and you're building a reel for yourself, like a demo reel for yourself. Okay, you so, know what I mean? with and so that... Like, you take two different approaches. You can either not build a demo reel until you've done a lot of things and then use those things to put together your demo reel or you could sit down and have one session where you just do a whole bunch of different voices and hope it sounds mm, good okay mm. time and which and did you choose initially what happened Wait, which did you choose initially i didn't have a demo reel no nothing nope i started off completely clean and then built from there all right now i do have a demo reel <laughs> nice yeah how many have you done how many have i done i've done million dollar mindset i've done that one with acx as well as two projects i've done a total of four projects then that's cool so i have four different projects that uh, go directly into my demo reel every time i finish something i always Add save on. snippets no yeah. i always save like highlight reels yeah and then i figure out you know i cram it into there word smart very smart yeah. yeah do you have like um do your like uh how do you put it do people access you purely through those, like the the like management thing, uh, or do you have like a website people also can oh, if find you on, or do you any like what's your online presence like? Okay, for me, I used to try and get like a high online presence just because like I was a shit poster. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was a shit poster named Squirrel, and it okay. was my whole game. Oh. Yeah, I even bought like a I hired a Fiverr artist to make an icon of this this character with a squirrel mask on, okay. and at one point I even wanted the mask made. Okay. Like I, I wanted to YouTube build... commentator style. <laughs> Not even that, just like shit post. Yeah. <laughs> hey Alex, how you doing, sir? Yo, Alex. Hello. Welcome. How you doing? Oh, uh, he's in the back. Sorry, guys. You're no good. Problem. But uh, my online presence, like, I, I stopped doing that because, like, you know, after a little while, I don't know. I guess I just didn't like the humor anymore. Okay, kind of grew out of it? I grew out of, yeah, shit posting. It, it used to be, like, 
the topics that you could shitpost about were very accessible and funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like recently just, like, the big topics that are funny to shitpost about just aren't funny anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Shit, the internet died, bro. <laughs> no, that's real. No, seriously, the internet died. Plateaued it's it's sure. all either overly repetitive or it just doesn't... It's not that funny anymore. Yeah. It's just not funny to begin I don't know with. if I'll go so far as to say that it died, but it plateaued. It stagnated a bit. It's stagnating. Yeah. Stagnating. It's it's hibernating. We got stagflation. Squirrel is hibernating. Well, what it is is that it's become too, like, consolidated and regulated into, like, five big websites. and then, As opposed to, like... A network of interconnected, you know, a series of tubes. Now it's just like yeah. an array of platforms. A series of tubes. Pyrocynical has a a, a small YouTube uh, playlist about that. He isn't a series of tubes. It's a quote from. It's a quote from something. I'm not 100. It's been a long time since I've uh, like dove that deep into like meme culture or anything like that. But like, uh, it is like an old. Like in, like old internet reference. Yeah, and it's completely but, correct too because it is a yeah. series of tubes. Yeah, effectively. Like it absolutely is just pathway after pathway yeah. after pathway, all spidering out into mm-hmm. a web. My bad. I hit your I hit your no, mic with great. my I baby did, Ruth rapper. I didn't even hear it. You're you good. didn't even hear it. Nope. Really? Yeah. The power of modern technology. That's okay, good. That I can hear slightly. Oh. But now you've lingered damn. on it so much that it's now noticeable. If you just did it once and it didn't say nothing. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see what's going to happen here. <laughs> I can put all mics on you at once and then. Oh my goodness! All everything. <laughs> then I'll just crinkle it. I don't even have to get. That'd be near ASMR. It. That would binaural be. too, because you have multiple mics. You can have it up stereo, and you have like. Someone's what's that e- called? Dynamic range, where you can tell where things are coming from. I think it's surround sound. It. Surround, not surround sound. There's something. Well, yeah, surround sound, but I don't know. I'm blanking on what it's called. It was some ASMR. No, not ASMR, but like, um, <laughs> like. Some, like, headphone technology shit. I was watching a review. And then it tied into, like, ASMR production stuff because, like, they do the super up-close-to-the-mic high-gain noises where it's either mouth noises or tapping things or scratching, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there are some that do it with, like, the... um, it's a head, like a mold of a head with ears. Yeah, with two ear microphones. Yeah. Yeah, and you can capture it in such a way that it's it's more noticeable exactly where those sounds are coming from. Mm-hmm. That's cool technology. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've and heard... honestly, that's not even that hard to do with just two regular mics, too. Yeah. I've heard some of these ASMR things. I never got into it, though. I'm into yeah. the, I'm, I'm, I'm a voiceover artist, but I never went into ASMR. I've never really listened to it. Some of them make but some shmoney. I've heard a few, and it's... I, I had a I had a bunch of funny ideas, like yeah. really descriptive, obscure <laughs> ideas for ASMR. And they're not they're not like uh, like uh, bad or anything. It's just really obscure. Like I had when one I, I wanted one? to do. Yeah. I wanted to like imagine a massive room, right? And the the, uh, the prompt for this a- ASMR is a guy eats a bag of lays across from you <laughs> in a massive room, and you can just there's a microphone in one corner of the massive room and a guy in a chair. In the other corner, just eating a bag of Lay's, and you can hear it really faintly. <laughs> that would, bro, that would probably be successful. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, just you should do these five minutes of obscure ASMR. Eating the Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> True. Man sits eating a Babe Ruth in a cigar lounge, from 20 feet away. <laughs> from 20. I'm now. 
Like he's like way over oh, there. The mic's here. Yeah. <laughs> Bass boosted. ASMR. Eating Gone a Babe Ruth, yeah. but Cost. I'm 50 feet away. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I've seen. I, I've actually consumed a little bit of ASMR because there is there are a very rare occasion when I can't sleep. Like I just cannot sleep. There are certain ASMR oh. things where I listen with headphones and it actually is relaxing. But it's not mouth noises. That shit is annoying. It's more like <laughs> like I've seen Lego building ones. Oh yeah, Legos. Yeah, and that's because cool. I grew up with Lego mm-hmm. massively, so like that's very kind of like nostalgic. It tickles a certain absolutely. Yeah, it's yep, like gives I'm you wow. a little bit of serotonin. You, on that one. you know yep. what's funny? Yep. Is that I don't really I don't listen to ASMR, but when I'm falling asleep like every night, it's a necessity. Yeah. I always put on like an old game that I used to play when I was like very little on the PS2. Just to listen to the sounds and mm. the familiarity of it. Which yeah. one? You know, like uh, I would, I would put on Mortal Kombat, Armageddon, Resident Evil Four, Lego Star Wars. You know, whatever, whatever would be nostalgic, and you know, right. put me in a comforted state of familiarity. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And like that's, I do that. I don't know if that counts as ASMR though. It kind of does because it kind of. Sur- it taps into like a similar like way that your mind like interacts with audio and like memory and uh, relations you know how it relates audio to certain things hmm. you know because like yeah. what it t- like what it tickles when you hear those like little those intimate sounds you know <laughs> obviously everybody knows that those intimate sounds are meant to sort of like simulate that sense of like being close to somebody and like yeah. the you know whatever of that and then, like, yeah, yeah. You know I've, I mean? seen, I've seen some really weird ones, though. Like ASMR. Oh yeah, there are plenty. Well, of a lot of it ones. is very weird, based on that. You like, know what I mean? uh, just wow. Boyfriend yeah. roleplay. Uh, <laughs> 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 Demon. I, I saw one. This was on my recommended. It was called the Tinkle Tailor or whatever, and I didn't click on it. But all I saw was this grown ass man. Looking at the camera like a really promiscuous way with a, a towel around. He's in the complete outfit with a fedora in a barber room. And it's like, no, I'm not. I can't. <laughs> what, is the, what is the Tinkle Tailor up to? I remember when <laughs> ASMR <laughs> sort of first started. I was in like middle school. And this girl was like, put these headphones on. Listen to this. It feels like you're getting a, uh, a haircut. And like that was like the early like where it started kind of becoming a thing on YouTube and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... I was like, mm, it's not quite, but I could see where I could see the vision. You yeah, know? you can kind of like hear it moving around. You can just hear the because c- of how they filter it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The scissors just back right of your head. How can you do that to her, James? Man, my snacks, everybody. Peace. And James. Oh, <laughs> uh, I need to save that soundbite. Yeah. Save that one too. <laughs> oh, that's epic. Okay. Um. <laughs> James and I have returned to the building, everyone. <laughs> James is being chased. <laughs> I don't know what the hell going on, but um. ASMR shit is cool, but also weird. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some of it's really cool. True. Then there's the cool stuff. Then there's, you know, 
crazy. I've seen show. a few ASMR things that are like understandable. Like, yeah, I kind of want to listen to that, you know, for five minutes. Yeah. Like rain or bonfire. So like, a ba- like a babbling creek. Uh, yeah, like for five minutes. Just, yeah. Or just to set the mood somewhere, mm-hmm. right? But like, I, I can't imagine what, like, setting up my phone somewhere with headphones on and staring at a screen while somebody does something very specific to trigger something specific right in they're front like, of you they're like with poking. a microphone right next to it. They're poking into like a jar of slime. Like, what? Crunching ice. I saw one of a Korean lady who crunched ice. I hate anything with like mouths because that is just not a good noise. She to would me. pick up ice and she would just for like <laughs> <laughs> for like five minutes. <laughs> she would have a pa- like a pail of ice. Just a bit, so she just continuously eat ice. Yeah, like a lot of ice. To an ASMR of Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt. <laughs> that would go hard. Yeah. I feel like Snoop Dogg ad libs when he smokes blunt. She's like, damn. And then he takes another hit. So like, it'd be like, depending on how big the blunt, 10 or 20 minutes of silence and then the occasional shit. <laughs> <laughs> or the occasional. Hey, you do a good Snoop. <coughs> Dang. Yeah, could you voice act a Snoop? No. <laughs> I can't do Snoop. Can you do any uh, uh, voices, like though? I, I used to be able to pull off a clicker from The Last of Us and any zombie. from I, c- I could do a zombie from could that universe that? perfectly. I used to inhale really sharply without making any noise, mm-hmm. and that would make my throat click. Mm, okay. And I would do it real fast, and I would sound like a clicker, and I would I would put my voice and a little bit of air into it, and I would sound like... And shit like that, and it would click. I can't click anymore, but that's what it would sound like without the clicking. Like, like that. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Hell yeah. My bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be the noise. That's how you do oh, it. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, bro. Saucy. Uh, my bad. Are you okay? I'm good. You, just, you woke me up, bro. <laughs> that sprite not kicking no more. That's kicking. Oh, do you want shit. the sprite? No. I would love a sip of sprite. You really love a sip of sprite? Can we, can we get a sip? Uh, no, that was epic. Um, really? <laughs> you like it? Uh, yes. You see, I don't know how I sound until I hear the playback. Oh, I'll play that back for you. You will? <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I used to be able to click with that, and it would sound. It would sound better. I would, I would go. To, I wanted to go toe to toe with the voice. I'm playing. No, I didn't. I'm a pussy. I would never do that. That's that <laughs> woman. You're... That woman is set. She's good. I'm not fucking with her. That was a woman that did. It? Oh yeah, she uh, she did the clickers. And, oh, like, interesting. I would like listen oh. to her, and then I would do it, and I was like, damn. Let me get a, a boneless pizza and Whoa. a tiny liter of coke. That was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. Original performance. <laughs> that was amazing. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Okay. Um, that was bad, by the way. That was what I just When did, did your clicker go? My clicker? I was like a freshman in high school when I could do this. Bro, so when did your batteries run out, bro? Yeah, my, no, I just hit puberty. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. You know actually. what? I, I remember being able to do a lot of things with my voice back in the day when I was like a kid mm. and like an I adolescent used to be able that to I, I'm able to do now. You know, so that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Were you able to shriek? What do you mean? When I before like, before I hit puberty, I was able to like go, ah, but like maximize the pitch to the point to where it was basically a ring. Damn, You're breaking I, glass and shit. Yeah, I, but I, I never broke glass. But it, I don't think I. I've, 
I think I've lost that. Yeah. You I, do you know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah. Feel when you like used I, to hit the cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your throat no. starts vibrating, type shit. Like you start feeling it in your toes, type type. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think I can pull that off. If anymore. I try to scream now, it's damn. It's how it should be. It's ah, not ah and shit. Yeah, there. If I had to do it, like if I had to maximize the loudness for mine, it would be like. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's ah. me. I sound like SpongeBob when I try Those to pull noises. it off again. I. <laughs> 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 just falling down the fucking cliff. Just from thirty feet away. Yeah. <laughs> ASMR come <laughs> off. A compilation of people falling off the cliff. Well, making bird sounds from thirty feet away. That's what you should do. There you go. Now just hire twenty different voice actors and give them that prompt. Make a video. Can we ASMR? Can we, just, can we commission him for that project just so he can have that on his demo? Bird I would people, love to do that. bird <laughs> people falling off a cliff. ASMR. Just all these advertisements and, and everything else, all this normal stuff, and then that. What the? Yo. <laughs> Bro, these people are just, I love them. I love this show. <laughs> um, Man. Shit, where were we? We were talking about bird people falling off the cliff. From well, 30 had... feet away, ASMR <laughs> gone sexual. It goes sexual at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In winter. True. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Man, I need another sip of Sprite. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just gonna have some of Stella. Okay. Uh, sir, I have a question. Do you know? Do you know what ASMR is? ASMR. Yeah, could you actually grab the mic if you can? Yeah, grab the mic if you can. If you can. You don't know what ASMR is? You're gonna need to bring it up to you. I don't know, explain it to you. You don't know what I Okay, so ASMR is this thing that some people do with, like, they, they get a microphone or multiple microphones and they record themselves doing something to trigger a sense. For example, you can get ASMR of, like, uh, just campfire. It'll, like, a audio file of a campfire burning for, like, 12 hours. Yeah, like, you can have set you ever that seen on. those things where it's, like, listen a random hour for 12 hours to go to sleep type thing? Yeah. We're about that's to have... Like, that's, like, ASMR. <laughs> okay. And then there's I mean? people who, like... They record themselves and they get two microphones, right? I'm laughing because we're about to have some For, train track yeah. ASMR right now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just like train passing through about they'll, thirty they'll feet away. Scratch their nails right in front of the mic, sir. Just so that you can hear it right in your ear. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what you know. What that is? Yeah, that's like uh, bring the mic up. Stuff people do to try to relax themselves in a sense to put themselves in a happy home. Yeah, then you get the the specific stuff like uh, people crunching ice. Mm -hmm. They'll get like a whole thing of ice. Do you partake? Right? Do I partake? Yeah, with... some more. No, I actually um, I just meditate. Meditate. I just meditate, close all my files, and then go to sleep. Wake up an hour later. Oh yeah, he meditates. He doesn't do ASMR. Like he full blown meditates. No, That's actually I, rad. Because like I don't really like doing stuff that triggers. <laughs> let's let's pause for a second for the train. <laughs> Thank We're you. having a commercial break. That's <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, loud. We're having a train break. How you doing? Thank you. Good, good call. Good. Oh, that's funny. No. 
No, I, I, I really, I don't, I try not to, I try to keep everything simple. Mm. I try not to do anything to interfere with my brain waves indirectly to manipulate my mind. So if it's real, I deal with the realism of what's going on versus me having to make something, because that's like putting a bandaid on what's keeping you up or what's not making you relax. So I'd rather go deeper within myself, face whatever it is, so I don't have to go back and worry about it and keep masking it. Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta find that inner strength. Yeah. So you, you don't have to. It. You don't have to depend I'd on some unlock, kind of. I'd rather unlock parts of my brain on my own terms than having psychedelics and stuff like that to do it for me. Because with trauma and what you've been through, you never know what kind of guy, what kind of what kind of door you're gonna unlock in your brain. Mm-hmm. It might not be the one you want unlocked. That that's a thing nowadays. A lot of people are afraid of just being alone with their thoughts for a while. Oh, I love it. I and that's fair, but and to be. So I have an interesting perspective on this because I agree with both sides because I spent a lot of my life, you know, alone with my thoughts, meditating, you know, getting over a lot of stuff that I was going through at the time, like many years. Um, But I've also, you know, partaken in psychedelics, Mm -hmm. you know, mostly psilocybin that had like the biggest impact on me, you know, psychologically that did end up having like a huge positive impact in the long run. You know what I mean? and so it's like I'm not saying like you know you do whatever you want to do I'm not no, telling you to but you know there's the possibility for it to go either uh, way yeah no it is yeah. but I'm that's not trying to roll that dice yeah no and that's and that's what I'm saying like that's totally with, with me with everything I've been through growing up I had daddy issues I had anger issues mm-hmm. just smoking a little bit of weed depending on what kind of liquor I was drinking it made me into a real asshole mm. fair enough so from that I'm like you know what let me keep let me keep let me keep my thoughts in control through my spiritual realm versus having something to trigger what I need in my head to be done you know what I'm saying so if I'm pissed off then I know okay boom I'm pissed off because of this reason let me calm down if I'm happy I know I'm happy for this reason let me calm down let me just be happy for a minute versus if I'm not happy I got to take something to try to put me in a happy mood that's gonna hurt me more than anything. Having to face it, like get, deal with yeah. it in the moment. Because you're gonna keep running from it. Yeah. That's how um, people get addicted to different things because that felt good, and now that feeling they went back over and over and over. So now what they're doing is they're running farther and farther and farther to what they would have to face, and that's not healthy either. That's how mental illness get developed. Yeah. That's very real. Yeah. Because now at the point now, it's like, okay, cool. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden you start talking to yourself. Then you get paranoid. Uh, paranoia, like, if you need, depending on what kind of weed. Like, I remember growing up in the hood, things happen around you all the time, right? The first time I smoked weed, that's when I got a taste of reality. Hmm. I smoked. I was, we were supposed to smoke and go out. So I smoked. And then all of a sudden, it hit me. I was like, oh, shit. People dying out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. staying in a house. <laughs> that's, that's, that took me on a bad trip. I was like, oh, you yeah, know you know, that's understandable. I've talked about it a few times on the pod now, but that's something I kind of dealt with too. Was, uh, but even but recently, but it was like a weird switch where for a long time I was comfortable smoking weed a lot mm-hmm. and going through my day and functioning and being fine, but then over like the last couple of years. My something about my me just getting older or brain changing, like mm-hmm. chemical change, something weed has like a very different effect on me now where I have to really moderate my 
whatever, however, dose, yes. whether it's dosage or intake or whatever. That's right. Because doing it too much gets me into this weird, like, par- like paranoid mm-hmm. and like, not quite depressed, but just like a weird, like a chemically depressed, not like a emotionally depressed type of feeling. It was yeah. it's hard to explain. And so I had to start doing it a lot less, like once or twice a week, maybe. Mm. And yeah. I can still, I can still use it, but not too much. It was, it was almost like it was fucking with my mental throughout the day. Yeah. Cause it, it may be too, it made me want to be too smart, more, way too smart. <laughs> you know how you first smoked the first one? It's like, ooh, I pick up a book because I was a reader. Like if I if I smoke, I want to read. And but yeah. growing up doing martial arts, my mm-hmm. guy, I woke up one day, I smoked two L's in the morning, I spoke two in the afternoon, came home from school, smoked three, and I went out there and tried to do kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I hit like three crescent kicks and landed on. I forgot I had hands. <laughs> my came home, my was like, what the hell happened to your face? I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I fell like two. First one, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Second one, and we had concrete in the backyard. So yeah. I landed on that hard. And I was like, you know what? My chief was like, are you going to train to smoke or are you going to train to um <laughs> to get better? Damn. That's when I started moderating. I was like, I ain't smoking no more. How old? I was uh, 13. That's when I was going for my fifth Okay, so it's grade. been a long time for you. It was a while, yeah. Mm. That was, was 13 at the time. but that's Because for I, me, this is like recent. Oh. This is like the last two years for oh, me. No, I mastered, where I'm still kind of mastering like yeah, I mastered my intake. The art, I mastered the art of not smoking. And then I discovered cigars at 17, and it was over then. And I was like, you know what? Forget me. I'm going to smoke cigars. Yeah. Because cigars. So, I've been getting into them lately. Yeah. Do you, do you smoke still? Or have you from time it? to time. From time to time? That's not a necessity. It's not, it's not like something I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go home and smoke. There's times where I'm like, you know what? I had a long week. I'm going to go in the backyard. <laughs> smoking my peace pipe. Sometimes I just take like two puffs and I'm done. Especially at the pipe. That shit hit like, a lot harder than a, than a joint hit a or what? I was like, holy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, for hell my chest, I didn't know I had. <laughs> Yo, like, oh, a peace pipe. Is that one of those pipes that like you can put like right here in the stem? Comes yeah, all, yeah, it's a wooden one. Oh my Ooh. god. Hey. All that stuff go right through. I'm like, I've always wanted like a wizard pipe type shit. Yeah. Yo, I got a few I got my pipe collection is me too. You got a pipe collection? Yeah. Oh, you got a pipe collection? Nice. Yeah. I wanted to always get like I mm-hmm. love pipes. Because being overseas, man, the Chinese make they, anything you want, they make you over there. So the Chinese do maybe a pipe with my industry. You been in China? Me. You were in China? Yeah, I grew up in, I grew up going to China, actually. Since I was seven. I ain't noticed about you. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, at seven, we started doing Kung Fu. I got heavy into the Kung Fu. I started doing that when I was three. Mm. And my, my Shifu was like, I think you're ready to compete overseas. Because I didn't want to compete in the U.S. Because it was like, out here is who you know. Got you. And then the way they, they train out here is not the way they train over there. They want to pad everything up. So the state regulations makes, the, makes them water the arts down. So I wanted to be... A real martial artist, so I wanted to train over there. So I used to travel over there four or five months out of the month, out of the year, train. Four or five months out of the month. <laughs> yeah. They come home. Probably felt like that. <laughs> yeah, it does. And sometimes I'd be out there for like nine months, almost a year. So Shit. while I'm out there. Yeah, you can mute my mic. While, while I'm out there, I go to um, China, hit Korea, hit Japan, hit Thailand, yeah. and go train with on, the um, martial artists out there and try to learn more stuff from them over there. Versus being out here hitting pads when you're actually making no real trees and breaking your bones in mm. where you're supposed to. And the meditation uh, and the Tai Chi 
So much better, I think, when you're in the temple. I do not. So Wait, much peaceful. That's where I find my peace at. You were hitting trees? Oh, yeah. I had I had Wait, one in my backyard, me and my you, brother. You say that you were supposed huh? to break certain bones? Or, like... Yeah, no, you're supposed to... Um, More metaphorically? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to break bones when you fight. Like, so when you hit trees, you're breaking bones? No, when I hit trees, I'm releasing my anger. Because the tree can't hit me back. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that hurts a lot, doesn't it? No, nah, it bleeds at first, but then after a while, you still, it's like with anything. You go to Thailand, you kicking the um, you kicking the um, bamboos. After a while, the shins get hard. That's so true. You strengthen yourself from head to toe, physically, and then you do your meditation, your tai chi, spiritually. And that's how I learned to unlock different parts of my brain to release the energies I learned to release. I thought I had an issue because I don't cry. Until they were like, it's not about crying. Crying is a way of releasing. If you can find a way to release the energy, you're probably going to release more doing Tai Chi anyway. So mm. as I'm doing my Tai Chi, it's like when you go to the beach. I talked, I was teaching this kid. I was like... Try to keep the mic up more? Sorry. I said, go like this. Yeah. Feel, feel the wind in your hand. He was like, okay. So now feel the wind in your hand and then move the wind and then come over across with the wind and let it go. That's energy. That's energy. So if my opponent is there, I, I know if, because I, out of fear, we move out of fear, no matter how tough you are. I fear you touching me, so I touch you first. So that's why if I touch you, I make sure that you don't get back up. Because mm-hmm. the fear is you getting back up and hurting me, so. Why am I going to sit there and tell That's why I could never understand growing up. They're like, oh, if he hit me, I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, no. When he gets up, he's going to think about what he's going to do next time he see me. But <laughs> he ain't hit me first. Mm. You crazy? No. Yeah. I teach all my kids that. I'm like, don't ever let nobody hit you first. Because the thing, the most dangerous person is the person that doesn't know martial arts, that doesn't know how to fight. Because you don't know. At least we'll do some dirty shit yeah. on purpose or an accident. Or by accident. Because at least... I know the amount of pound of pressure I gotta hit you with mm. to get you off of me. I know mm. how to land if you if you jump on me. You know what I'm saying? I know how to how, manipulate your joints. Somebody that doesn't know martial arts, like I could be sitting here right now. If he walks up and I'm talking to um, Devin, he hit me. I'm human too. He could break my jaw too. So uh, being humble in that sense, it makes you into an animal. It's like eh, it's four of you. I'm gonna try to hit as many of you as I can before anybody even think about touching me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I make sure every strike counts. I make sure every strike counts. But Fair enough. Yeah. This is pretty cool. Have <laughs> <laughs> right, you ever been on a podcast before? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I got mines. It's your first time on this podcast, though. My first time Welcome. on this one, yeah. I, uh, I, I shoot mines every Monday morning. Like, really? Plug that real if, quick. I, if we went toe-to-toe, who would win? <laughs> we went toe-to-toe? Yeah. You be yes. touching your own. You be touching your own toes. Really? <laughs> so folded. Oh, folded. <laughs> Bro, folded. Straight folded. Like, fresh yeah, out of the dryer, baby. Quick. Fresh out of the dryer. Plus. Bring your own down, me, because I'm not pulling fabrics off. You me. like to do? You like? <laughs> How long you, would you I like survive? more of a ground game type of fighting? I do all of it. You like jujitsu? I, I do all of it. I got my second degree in jujitsu. Actually, a year and a half ago. And um, my main art is actually Wing Chun. And uh, my Shifu said the only style I could beat Wing Chun is Tai Chi. So he started teaching me Tai Chi. So being able to put Wing Chun in Tai Chi, and then on top of that, I learned different styles. Like being from New York, you got the guys that's like main street fighters. So I trained with them because you got to, because those boys, they're trying to survive. 
it's a lot of guys that went to a martial arts school that got the butt whoop in the streets by these guys. So I find myself, I try to have no weakness. So that's why I love being overseas because when I went to Thailand, Thai boxing, went to Korea, Taekwondo, went to um, Okinawa, I went to China, did my art, and I trained with everybody. So what I did was even jail, they got a style called 52. 52? It's called 52. Look it up. It's like boxing mixed with martial arts. They, um, the guys in the pedo system, very effective style. Elbows, traps. It's like a keto. Okay. But with a boxing background to it. And um, so learning, you- learning all that, I just took all that. Right now, like my system, I call it the inch system. Cause the what system? Inch system. Inch. Because it's like mathematical. All right. You know what I mean? It's like, save. You're not I, about to drop some teriology on me right now, are you? Uh, no. Do you know what that is? <coughs> That's when you start talking all mathematical. No, teriology, mm-hmm. just a brief. I'm sorry, it's tangent. I'll mm-hmm. let you get back to that. Teriology, you know Terrence Howard? Yeah. He came up with his own, like, sort of half culty type, uh, like, mathematical view of the world where he's like, Two times two doesn't exist or some shit. Like he's talking about like other dimensions oh, and all this stuff. No, no, no. I'm not dropping that on you at all. <laughs> it's just simple math. It's yeah, simple math. You. If you weigh 240 pounds, all right. by the time you move, I look, I look at your weight distribution and I can catch you off within an inch or a certain degree. Mm. I can capitalize on that and throw you off your axis. Smart. Even if you're talking. That's why he was like, if you go toe to toe. I drop you before you even think about what your toe look like. <laughs> <laughs> but how long would I survive? You won't. But how long would I survive? Two point five seconds. How, how fast do you blink? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you, sir. I have no idea. When you, when you, uh, usually when I'm playing with people, I tell them straight. I'm like, man, don't blink. As soon as they blink, pop. Snap on them. You got done. As soon as you blink, done. I've always wanted to get into more than mixed martial arts because I did wrestling for Ooh. six years. Oh man, you'd be great. And I, um, we had. For my last two years, um, we were, me and my buddy, we were the top two, like, in the state for heavyweight. So mm-hmm. we had our coach, he brought in some Taijutsu people and a mm-hmm. bunch of other, like, ground game type of work and, right. like, people that were, like, champions, like, in the Olympics mm-hmm. and came and trained with us for two years. That's and that so. was fun. Oh, bro. So ever since that, I've always wanted to try and get into more MMA stuff. Man. That is like mixed martial The only thing arts. I like about the MMA is the fact that they fight in the cage. Well, not I not oh, yeah. I, mean, I didn't mean to say like MMA like the actual like MMA sport, but like just mixed martial arts itself. It's fun. Just the it's fun. Yeah. I, I love rolling around with Dean Thomas. Some of the guys I roll with them like um Deuce Deuce is about to fight in Russia next week. MMA champ right now, and um, me and them boys get together. We go crazy, and I always tell them, put some Tai Chi into your art. You'd be surprised what you can see. You know what I'm saying? Especially with, your, with grappling. To be able to... No, somebody's yeah. about to throw you. They think they have you. Then on their way, you lock them up. And that's thing you know, they, they tap you. That's... To me, that's beautiful. That, yeah, when those those two years really made a, a big difference. And you could tell in the way that we wrestled. Because mm-hmm. we went from more of a stronger style of wrestling. Just using our weight and our strength. Because we were much stronger than everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, just because we worked out a lot. And then when that when that training came in and the submissions that he taught yeah. us and the type Whoa. of ways and the cradles you could put people in and it was just like we would have people tapping while we're standing up yeah oh. and it was just like 
Big people aren't supposed to do that. No. We, so that training, like, it that's, just, that's it's, it's some crazy shit. You remind me of Mario. Mario was like that. It was big wrestler. Big Mario wrestler. Who? Huh? Mario who? Ronaldi. Um, he used to fight um, with American Stop Team. Oh, okay. Yeah, he used to work for the prison. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, Mario was tight with his, man. He's pure. He was a big dude. And, man, his hips, ground game, impeccable. Impeccable. There was benching 450 for no reason. It's <laughs> because he was bored. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was. Um, we were working out a lot our freshman and sophomore year. And then we, because we played football at the time too, and our weight program was real. Uh, we played for Treasure Coast. Mm-hmm. So our weight program was real. Lift a lot of heavy weight. So it was our going into our junior year, so the end of our sophomore year. Mm-hmm. He benched 400, and I benched 385. Yeah. I think the highest I bench when I was lifting was about 350. I probably could have done more, but I didn't feel the need to lift. I've never maxed pounds. since then on bench because I was just like, there's no point. There's none because you're killing your joints. So I stopped lifting a while ago. I, I think that same year weight. we maxed on squat. He got like 600 and I got like 550. Mm. And I was, it's all free weight too. Like yeah. no straps, no Shit. sissy bar on the squat, no nothing. Yeah, man, killing his cartilages. Mm-hmm. And we ain't never did it since. Yeah, but you killed your, you killed we, we wanted to do it our that. senior year, but we just got caught too busy. And then our senior year was 2020. So, what's it called? That was all the COVID year. So, the last half of our senior year, we couldn't really do much. We got mm. kicked out of school, all that. Like, everything was online. Mm-mm-mm. So, I never got to really pursue anything after that. Everything kind of like stopped. So, that's why I stopped wrestling. That's why I stopped, you know, doing all that because everything just got a pause on it. Mm. Nah, that's why I train at home. At home gym? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I make my my home is a gym. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. I train at home. Curling with milk jugs type shit? Nah, I just do pull-ups. Sit yeah. Okay. He's got yeah, dumbbells. Calisthenics stuff. Yeah, calisthenics. Do, um, calisthenics, like headstands, flips. That works the whole body. Jump mm-hmm. rope, anything. Big time. That's natural. Because you got to understand. Lot, I, I, the, the natural movement shit, rather than just using machines yeah. and weights, I, it way balances out your body so much more too. Too, and plus when you fight guys like and that, and your core, yeah, when you fight guys like that though, they got limited movements. They can't even scratch their own backs. Yeah. So when it, you completely, you know I mean? when you one hundred percent V shape, you like it, an isosceles triangle. Uh, your body is like you can't even. It's nice to be strong, yeah, but to be able to generate power is more important. Yeah. And it's also like when you have that much like size, the speed factor really plays mm. a huge True. role. Because I remember it's I harder played, to be explosive with it. Speed yeah, and fatigue. That, I don't that care was how much you work out. My my senior year, um, we went to states, and there was this dude called his name was Big John mm. from Vero, and he was like, he was literally called a super heavyweight. He wasn't even supposed to be wrestling because he was like three hundred something, and the max is two eighty five. So he was called a super heavyweight. And obviously, because me and my boy, we ain't a bitch. We were like, okay, we'll wrestle him. Mm-hmm. And we got in there. And, yeah, he's strong. And it's like if he, he, he got his hands on me one time, mm-hmm. and his grip is crazy. Like, he, like, damn near almost picked me up. Mm-hmm. But he was so slow. Yeah. It's like I just shoot double legs. I shoot a single. I'll go for, like, a fake single and then get behind him and fucking suplex him one time. I was like, he's so slow. It's crazy. Because the, the thing with martial arts is, like, we don't really care about the body. I don't give a fuck how big you are. One thing you can't work out is your joints. Oh, big time. 
or five joints get manipulated in certain ways where mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your size look like. Uh, no, every time someone so talks we we about couldn't do we couldn't do much of that in wrestling though. We yeah. couldn't like fuck with their arms. We couldn't like try and like twist lie, it. I or we couldn't for like two years. I was ma- I was manipulating. See, it's, I was, it's, it's I, I different. Okay, so so so, so, so let me let me let me. <laughs> I was say let, let me clarify. Let me, all let me clarify. Let me let me let me clarify. High school wrestling we couldn't do any of that. When we went into like after we went to like freestyle wrestling and that's where you could do like suplexes you could do like crazy shit in freestyle wrestling and that's Mm. where i had a lot of fun and that's where the taijutsu and all that training came in a lot of play like that shit was fun that that and that that's the tournament that i had faced a big dude in because he was doing freestyle wrestling and i was like why the fuck is this big motherfucker doing this shit like you ain't fast enough that was was my therapy I know that every time someone talks about like I was intimidated though. going for like joints and places like that, I get all like, uh, uh, I'm imagining someone like trying purposefully to bend something on me that's yeah, not, that's not meant so- you to don't, go you don't, that way. Especially, you don't fuck with those people out in the street either, because if you get in a street fight with those type of people, they'll break your arm in two seconds before you know it. Just snap. <laughs> you can't even throw a punch. Yeah, the thing is, you don't even know who they are. It's probably, it's sometimes it's the quietest person in the room that just gets up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was your size. I was like one forty growing up, man. But I'm like one. I didn't know. Shit. Yo, I fought so much. I thought I was big as shit until I saw pictures. I was like, damn, I can't believe it. I'm really little. Until <laughs> <laughs> I started lifting weights, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and when you and when you in that like sort of like a uh, lifestyle when you're going around a bunch of fights and you're in competitions with a bunch. You know, like you, you, you see a bunch of other fighters and competitors and you realize like how like just God gifted some of these people's bodies are. You know yeah, what I mean? For like real. I, I knew a kid on my wrestling team, never barely worked out, barely did anything, barely ran, had a fucking hard six pack of fucking steel, like pecs big as shit and was strong as hell, but never did anything. Just straight God gifted. Yeah, I worked out. That's how my family is. We all got that built, but Y'all, I trained. Like, even my son, that he think he's going to be like that forever. I'm like, bro, if you don't start training again, you're going to find yourself behind the eight ball. Use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. 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 He think he's my son, that he's genetically just intact to do whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm like, no, man. I used to stay up <laughs> day in, day out trying to perfect this thing, man. It took a lot of hard work. Uh, that's one thing I do. I feel like I don't regret, but one thing I do regret, there was so much time I put towards that sport and all the sports I put, like, it just took so much time. So much time. See, you the gotta, thing is, you if you, you want to be good enough to call yourself good, like, hey, you have to put that much time. You got to put that Even like now, at my age, I'm still training. I still train. I still work out every day. I still do my own um, my sets. Of course, you got to maintain it. You got to yeah. maintain it. Yeah. And, you know, once it becomes a lifestyle, it's easy. It's just like breathing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you wake up in the morning, I'm like, I got to drop 100. Boom, drop 100. Then I do my pull-ups, do my pull-ups. Go take a shower, come out, finish At the point, pull-up. you just get used to it, though. It's, it's, exactly. Watching TV, doing crunches. Whatever. How many how many consistent pull-ups can you do in a row? Consistent pull-ups. The last time I did, I did about 102. 102? Because me and my brother was going back and forth at it. My other brother from New York, he's, he's nice with it, too. He hmm. did like 110. He beat me. Up by one? Yeah. You said 109? Yeah, he's lighter than me. That's why, because I was like 190 now. When I was lighter, I could do more. It was was it a failure that got you, or just you, you didn't want to exhaust yourself? Uh, no, nah, he just beat me. I ain't making no excuses. He <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> did more than I did. Because we had this thing that we used to do on our um, fingertip push-ups. Instead of doing the push-ups, we have to hold it, hold the pose to see like if it lasts plank? longer. 
Like a plank position? Like, oh, yeah, and like, on yeah. your fingers. On your fingers. Like oh, on the fingers. That sounds oh. fun. Okay. That sounds fun. That's what we used to do. For We used to do that for money. They <laughs> 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 try to sit there. Whoever lasts the longest. Uh, you start shaking. And all of a sudden, that pinky just drops. Then your whole yeah. body goes. <laughs> yeah, man. But playing games like that when you're younger, you don't think it, you know, you think it's a game. You don't know it's training. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then when you grow up, you're like, yo, who was actually training? I thought we were just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's actually what training or playing is supposed to be for like most living beings. Like you see dogs play, they attacking each other and you know that's mm-hmm. training. That's nature. Yeah. Do they know that they're doing it? Mm-hmm. They think it's just playing. We they look at them like, oh, they fight too much. They're getting too rowdy. They're biting ears. <laughs> yeah. And that's nah. the really that's the particularly spooky part about these iPad kids these days. Oh, what yeah. do you mean? It's like, what are they getting trained for? Oh, Literally yeah, what just are they like training for? Yeah. Flying drones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. Real shit. I was about to say, I just got just seeing everything through puppies. Screen. They're about five and a half weeks old. And it's interesting to watch them play because they don't really have any boundaries. Because I have an older pit that's about five years old. And obviously, when I play with her, she knows boundaries. She knows, like, right. I can't bite you this hard. You know what I mean? Or... I know like how like aggressive my tone has to be when I'm playing with you type thing. And the puppies don't understand any of that. Yeah, you know of course. They're, they're, going just by, they're just going ham. They're going they're their just, full yeah. force. Exactly. Yep. They're just they're learning that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's interesting to watch. Exactly. No, absolutely. Uh, my parents just recently got a new puppy too. And every time I go to visit them I notice it's like progressively more and more like civilized. Mm-hmm. You know, as the, learning how to live with each other and play like respectfully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> learning what pain is, like, mm, <laughs> yeah. damn, that shit hurt. Don't exactly. bite me that hard next time, fam. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it. For real. That's a, that's a thing with dogs and I mean like people too. Really, like you gotta actually. For humans, it's learning, but for pets, you call it training, where you like actually instill in them like a way to behave. That's what our parents did to us when we were little. Don't sh- don't piss over there, please. <laughs> I just meant in the sense that like the iPad kids aren't getting that. Yeah, no. exactly. What are they getting? They're getting some kind of Peppa Pig. Yeah, very light on their Paw Patrol. Yeah, YouTube kids for hours. I had three paddles with my name on it. Three separate ones Ooh. with your name. Yeah, genuinely on it. Mm-hmm. Three, one. Yeah, one of them said anger management too. <laughs> God damn! My grandma had a, a paddle that was like a hand that said um, "Nana's helping hand." It was specific for that. I about to say, Brad, like my grandparents and my parents, they ain't play. I was I was raised right. My mom is my mom would not invest in no damn paddle. Everything around the house was a paddle. Did you have a paddle? <laughs> <laughs> pick your switch. I got nothing into that shit. I got to the point where I was too big for that. My man, did you also have a wooden spoon broken over your ass as a child? Yes. Spoons. Brooms. Brooms. Oh, God. Holy shit. My mom got tired of breaking that shit on me, so she had to get a paddle. My dad, he didn't need anything. She invested in it. Bro, that shit, my mom invested. It wasn't... She was using all that, but she got tired of breaking all that shit. So she said, let me just get something that's used for this. You know what I'm saying? It's premeditated. She beat my ass. I won. I actually won because she kicked me out. She was like, I'm done. I'm tired. Now, my mom got 15 years old in a snowstorm. Gotta go. I know. It was one time my mom got pissed at me because she she went in to go hit me with her belt and the belt buckle broke off (laughs) and like i was just because i was like low-key like i was in like eighth grade at this time and i was playing a lot of football like my body was growing and it like didn't really phase me so i just looked at her like 
Was that you want to get another belt or something? And then that's immediately after that. Damn. It was. Yeah. She ain't never used nothing else. She ain't never tried to use nothing mm. else again. She was like, I'm tired of breaking shit. This shit ain't gonna work on you. You're gonna get the powder every time. <laughs> that's crazy. Was all some bare skin type shit too? Like. Nah, not all the time. Only yeah. if I like. I was a bad kid. I'm not gonna lie. I got in trouble a lot at school. And. I was very defiant. And uh, I think it was. Had to do with, I didn't like um, being told what to do. Mm. And every time you're at school, that's all that, it's like a dictatorship. All they do is tell you what to do. So, I wasn't the best. Respect, though. I mean, yeah. Like, I've been escorted out of the (laughs) classroom in handcuffs before. Oh man, I've been into a couple fights where if I'd have been us. Oh, not that even, was middle school. It's crazy because I've school. been in like <laughs> more than like fifteen fights, like in like just middle school alone, and none of them I had to get put in handcuffs for. Yeah, when I was but in the, middle school, but, but the classroom situation I had to get put in handcuffs for, which is wild. What what happened in that? So I think I've explained it before on the podcast, but we had a teacher that was. Later diagnosed with some type of like mental like disorder, I guess you could say like like schizophrenic or whatever, whatever okay. it is. You know what I mean? So, granted, yes. Again, I said I was a bad kid, so I was sitting in the back of class. You're supposed to be oh shit. You're supposed to be reading. Well, we were supposed to be like pop reading this book, right? So then me and my buddy are talking in the back, but we're talking like quietly and like not interrupting the class. And then she's just like, oh. Would you like to hear what you guys are talking about? Or like she says, like, oh, do you want to tell the whole class what you're talking about? And me being a dickhead, and I was very popular at the time, I stood up and told the whole class what I was talking about. And she said, wow, get out. So what I was said, it? Do you remember what it was? No, I don't. Was it something? It was like some dumb shit some not related shit. to anything that was supposed <laughs> to be going on in that class, though. Yeah. So she was like, really? Get out. I was like, okay. I didn't hesitate. I just walked straight towards the door. But she was standing in front of the door. So I walked like straight up to her and I was like, move. And then she was just like, what? And I was just like, move. Told me to get out. And then she was just like, like she, she literally did that and then like walked into me. Like I, I walked up like to her and like I was kind of close to her. Like I say like this far and I was just like, move. Told me to get out, move. Yeah. And she was just like, and then like huh? walked into me, and then like fake fell, and then called the whole dean, called everybody, and had the police come get me, put me in handcuffs behind my back, and escorted me out the whole classroom. And and it was a quad setup, so every other classroom could see me getting put in these handcuffs and walked out. Uh, and they don't know the context. And this is like seventh grade, bro. <laughs> That's insane. When I was in middle school, I was like the opposite of how I am. She got now. fired a week later because really? every single one of my classmates were like, "Nah, that bitch tripping." Me? <laughs> every one, every one of my classmates were like, "Nah, she definitely just was wilding out. She like bumped him and then tried to like act like he hit her." That's wild. It is. Nah, wild, I was just ridiculous. When I was in middle school, I was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was. I nah, was a yeah. little Hello, shithead. I really was. I, I was. I think it was arrogant. That. I was ignorant. Nah, I yeah. was hostile. I was all <laughs> I think it was, sorts of shit. I think it was literally that same year, and seventh grade, where I got kicked out of a teacher's class, and I had to go to the dean's office every time I had that class. Like I couldn't even be in her class anymore. She hated me so much. Damn. Like, I was a badass kid. <laughs> she loved you. 
No, she fucking hated me. I feel like my, like my principal hated me too until I got kicked out of high school and I see her after I was modeling and she was like, I always liked you. It was just that you were just so bad. No, it, was, it, was, it, it, was, it was wild for me, to be honest, because as soon as I got to high school, I've never got in trouble once. All through high school, even freshman to senior year, not once did I get in a lick of trouble. But I'm talking about like, I literally had to go to the dean's office every day for this class in middle school because I was such a bad. The kid. only time I had like a really fucked up experience with a teacher was I one time experienced a female teacher, like an old lady, who was like what like super strictly like strange branch of conservative Christian. But mm. that that part didn't really matter. It was the fact that that was her personality. But also, she was like very sexist against boys mm. it was very strange because it was the first time i ever experienced something like that where it was like this is not people making jokes like she's actually like deliberately like um doing shit against like the, all the males in the classes and shit so, you know and i hate shit like that in school because it's like those are kids you're doing that shit too you know what i mean it's yeah. like yeah you can have a perspective on like grown males that you've been through and you've had your life experience with but these are fucking children. These are little ass kids. You know what I'm saying? What do they got to do with what you've been through? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's funny because I saw there was a lot of teachers in my high school. Like right when I was graduating, they were coming out, and there were these classes where it was just the teacher expressing their dumbfounding political beliefs or a class on something that's not taxes, so it's not important. <laughs> Facts. They wanted to teach people who signed up for this class or were just too lazy to make their schedule into these classes where it was just these political rants. And I was never in these classes, but I would hear about them. And I was mm. like, wow. High mm. school. And high, like, I can imagine maybe you can get away with doing that in a college class where people are paying for it. But uh, Public school? Adolescence in a public yeah. school. No. Really? Jose's here. <laughs> Hey guys, how you doing? Good, how you Shoulder. doing? Good, good. How you doing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> so it's my first time here. It's your place? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really like this spot. Thank, Thank you, you man. Well, here. Thank you for, for joining us, man. I apologize for You're not good. being able to connect with you guys earlier, but, you know, life goes on. You got to take care of some business. You got to take care of business, Business, man. man of course, business, man. Work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the major things I want to ask you about is how was Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico was good. Yeah. Puerto Rico was good. It's been a while since I've been down there. Uh, they are just starting to, well, five years since Hurricane Maria mm -hmm. went through, so they're still going. I was reading about you know, that. Like recovering from that. You know, had some earthquakes, had some turmoil with uh, governors, and, you know, but they're, they're chugging along. Wasn't the, uh, what happened to governors? Because I remember, like, I actually was briefly reading a little bit of shit. Like, I kind of read headlines and shit about what was going on. But I was like, ah, uh, this is too out of my lane. Like, in the sense that I don't know the culture and stuff. So, I'm like, I don't really know what's fully going on context-wise. So, do you have anything to say on that? Or so, that there was one governor that, um, if I remember correctly, he was had a Telegram account, him and his buddies. And he started to um, express some of his personal opinions on Telegram, thinking that uh, it would not get out and mm. it got leaked out. And once people started to to hear about, you know, what his personal opinions were, 
they, uh, you know, the, the masses just forced him to resign. Were they conflicting with shit he said publicly? Or was yeah, it just some really personal know, it shit? Was, it, it, it conflicted a little bit, my understanding, with what he had, had said publicly, but it was very derogatory towards uh, gays and whatnot. And that was, uh, uh. you know, they, 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 they were not accepting of that. Word. And then uh, there was another governor, I think, uh, I think the one that, succeeded him uh she's under investigation for bribery by the fbi and whatnot mm -hmm. so uh that's the headline yeah, that i read so that you know that's uh undergoing my understanding and uh so they're you know i mean we're we're used to drama we're used to controversy <laughs> so it's just another day on the island just another day, just on, the another island. day on the island oh. that's gonna be the title of this episode there you go <laughs> uh so well, the last episode was uh the Bible app is free or something like that? Yeah, this? that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> yeah, um, that was funny. Um, aside from political turmoil, how was being a Puerto Rico? Like, what did you do? So I went down there uh, on business, a couple things. So it was uh, business and a little bit of leisure. So um, I worked for a medical company. And I had to go and take care of a few things. And while I was there, I had to take care of some personal matters. And I was also there to uh, participate in uh, the wedding of um, the son of a close friend of ours, of our, of our business. So, you know, a awesome. little bit of that. I was able to do a lot with, uh, you know, the 10 days that I was there. Pretty good, beautiful, too. I would like to go one day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's... it's, it's um, they're doing a they're trying really hard to get people from uh americans that live in continental u.s to move over there so yeah they're creating a lot of uh incentives financial incentives you know for for people to live there full full time so do you know of any of what they are Curious. um tax-free you got some tax-free yeah. you know incentives for for like the first five years or something like that i'm, I'm honestly i'm actually uh, gonna be looking into it to see if i if I exercise one of you know the, those options, but uh, not on the top of the list, but enough to get my attention uh, yeah. to start uh, doing the research on it. I remember one time on a podcast earlier we talked about uh, it was a state, um, maybe Montana or something like that, like a mid, like a western state of the U.S. that was incentivizing people to move there by paying them like. I might be getting this wrong, but it was something along the lines of five hundred dollars in Bitcoin and a bicycle, and a bicycle, and a bicycle. Okay. Yeah. Now if you I, move to this state, yeah. <laughs> what a bargain! That's yeah. what you get. No, I've heard I mean, of I, I've heard of some states where you do like I I think it was either New Hampshire or or Vermont that were encouraging people to move there, and there was like some kind of credit or rental, uh, some credit towards something. I forgot to 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 get you to move there. So. Uh, yeah, I mean you're you're seeing a lot of that. I mean, especially now with uh, with the ability to work from home, how that's expanded. People just move wherever, kind of. Yeah, for the most part now. Yeah. I was wondering, like, with those incentives, with those where you're like the government is incentivizing you somehow, can't you just? What's stopping you from just uh, taking advantage of it, going for the period of time, and then leaving again? Nothing like, stopping. Nothing. You. Nothing. Hmm. Good faith effort, I guess. Yeah. I mean, five years, well, I mean, 
do you have to commit to the whole time? If it's something like yearly? No, I like think, that? you know, so in the case of Puerto Rico, I think they, they want to see that it is your primary residence. So I, I, I think they ask for some evidence of that, whether or not you got a utility bill in, in your, you know, in your name or, or demonstrate that you've been, you know, just evidence that you've been living there. And I don't think it's the entire year. I think it's a minimum of like six months out of the year. You know, so you're seeing a lot of people with, uh, you know, with uh, wealthy that are that are moving down there and, and capitalize on it because you're you're also seeing uh, a lot of uh, the locals have been uh, migrating to the to the U.S. and you know, like after the earthquakes and stuff, it's uh, um, a lot of people were just scared and concerned about being there, especially with the resources that were there. And then you know, uh, the hurricane also had a tremendous impact on that. You know, I mean, hurricanes come and go. They want more, more. They want more people. They want some more economy to flourish and to just improve the whole thing. Well, I mean, in order for any economy to work. You got to have people that work. Yeah. Right. So uh, if you're not incentivizing people to work and be productive, it's kind of difficult to 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 build a solid economy on on, you know, uh, people that are the people that aren't there to work. One thing that really like makes me want to visit Puerto Rico more than like a lot of other places is the fact that I could realistically go there by boat. I don't have to fly because I have a little bit of an irrational fear of flying. Yeah, it'll take you a while, but you could get there by boat. Absolutely. Oh, I feel like I'd be more scared of boat than flying. Would you? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of both. Really? <laughs> I don't mind flying as much as boating. I would rather boat. What? Yeah. The cool yeah. thing about it is you don't need a passport, right? You could just it's like flying to New York, yeah. right? And uh, so you could go there and back, and and it's a domestic flight. The boat going by ship would be or boat or whatever would be much more like. Uh, a much more of an experience. Yeah, if you're doing a cruise, there's I mean, yeah, a lot of sure. cruises that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't see myself like hopping into like a five man boat unless. Okay, let's go to Puerto Rico. No, we're not talking Cuban style, bro. We're not yeah, trying to get across. The, we're, we're not trying I mean, to get across the Florida Strait, bro. Yeah. Me and my buddies. I mean, it's really not as bad as you think. If you pick it on a good day, because me and my buddies have took his 25 foot. You know, center console all the way to the Bahamas yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. There's like, really five people on the bad. boat and only four life jackets. <laughs> That's how it works. I mean, it's only another couple, mm, a lot of more hours. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, deal with get, the Bermuda I mean, Triangle, the Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean, all of the stuff. Oh, yeah, you imagine get to the Bahamas, being though. like one of those people on the ships, you know, back in the European sailing days. And like just not knowing if a hurricane is gonna show up, God. or just not being able to monitor the weather at all. You're rolling the dice, buddy. <laughs> That's them early sailors, though. After that, you always have like a like a deckhand or a crew hand that knows at least something about weather change and patterns and they current, had some rudimentary and current like, and all that. You know, what I mean? yeah, yeah like if your knee twitched, you know it was about to rain or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they definitely did. A lot of it was watching currents and watching the water and because they didn't know how to pressure. Fucking, yeah, uh, they you, also you become knew, much more sensitive to that. They also knew a lot more astrology, which was going to be tied into weather too, like what time of the year it is. Obviously, like they're keeping track of the time of the year, so they know some places are going to have different challenges depending on time of year. Yep. 
I couldn't even imagine going on a boat back in the day, to be honest. Because I go out in the boat all the time now. And we live in Florida, so I'm out there well, as much as I can boats back get. in the day of the indigenous, they were like big-ass trees that they uh, carved yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine having to go out there and fucking pull the sails. We got hard starboard. And I'm like, what the bro. fuck? Indigenous. What do you mean? You know what I mean? I think a bigger yeah. thing about it is like, all right, boys, we're going to be on here for like five months. Let's go. Facts. <laughs> oh my like, god. The medical care that they had back then was. I don't think they had bricks. medical care for five exactly. months. Bro, they, they didn't they they have expect... one guy who was savvy with like a needle, and that was it. <laughs> they expect. They, ex- they usually on long journeys will expect that a whole new generation of people will be born. Like in the time you're sleeping, yeah. like at least like three kids at least are going to be born, and like people are going to die. That happened like coming to America, didn't it? Isn't exactly what happened. Not like full generations, but like people like there's like a lot of new people that sh- that were born on the boat yeah. and people who died on the boat. Yeah. So like the whole population of it changed. Man, being out there on such a like the boat that I go out on now is up. It's a 2018, so it is. It got all the the shit you need, everything out there. And even being out there, you realize how dangerous it still oh, yeah. is. Yeah. So it's like I couldn't even fucking imagine what it'd be yeah. like on a ship like that back in the day with no technology, yeah. no Just fish finder, no nothing. <laughs> you out there thugging it out. You, you ain't got shit but paddles your own water. knowledge. You ain't got shit but your own. You got knowledge. paddles and wind. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah, motor even. Like, uh, yeah, like the, the, the Vikings did it. Leif Erikson. Yeah. Yeah. Rows of fucking people on big ass paddles and shit. You see, if I were to die, I would rather die, you know, crashing in instantly to something than drowning. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. You see, drowning, I don't think a lot of people share my sensitivity. I actually drowning. do. No, I absolutely Drowning and suffocating and asphyxiation, those are horrible. No, I, I, I feel like well, not enough people give credit to the pain I, of asphyxiation. So I, I've thought about this. I've heard that suffocating or like drowning, once you get to the point where your lungs are full, you actually pass out and shit and you kind of have a painless death. Once you get to a certain so point. So after right. the pain, it becomes painless. Yeah. You, you know, you can, yeah. if you catch on fire, <laughs> you know, if you catch on fire, your receptors burn off. So I guess it's painless. Because <laughs> it's after the pain, know. there's no pain. Yeah, when you die. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like yeah. it wouldn't even be the pain. I feel like the panic would be the worst part. <laughs> yeah. Not the pain. Dying I feel like the out panic in the ocean. of not being able to do anything. But even dying out in the ocean is even worse because you got to deal with, like, the cold. And you can, like, if it's yeah. at night, you can freeze to death before you drown or some shit. So one of the members, like, on the second row uh, of the audience the asked audience. a question. Yeah. Um, What's up, Alex? About, uh, <laughs> so you made a comment about uh, fear of flying. Uh-huh. What triggers that? Why, why you know, what uh, is it? What is it that uh, generates that fear of flying? That the entire aspect of that medium of transport is completely out of my control. So, yeah. But how's, also, how's boating? Well, I feel different? like I feel like it's a little bit different, only in the sense that if I were to end up in the water, I can at least have a chance, a small chance, but a chance of surviving. I was about to say, so like keeping myself it, afloat, let's somebody it, could possibly rescue. Or even put it this way: it's, you fly like, in, plane breaks down, you're fucked. Your boat, well, it depends. Boat breaks down, it depends. It might not be fucked. It depends because if it's like broken in a certain depends. way, it can glide at least. But yeah. I'm talking about if a plane like is fucked and you're just gonna crash. 
But what if you crash into the ocean? What if you're you know what boat? I mean? that, that, like what if you crash into an iceberg? But that type of force well, can still probably kill you. Just like, I could jump out the boat before I jump before I hit the iceberg. If I'm seeing I'm about to hit it, yeah, I can't jump out, out of the open I ocean. can't jump out of a plane before I'm you, about to hit something. If you're something. about to hit an iceberg, what kind of boat are you in? If you're about to hit an iceberg, that really a dinghy. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, well at that point, Look, how about the Titanic? Let's go with the Titanic. Yeah, okay, yeah, you want to jump out? Okay, yeah. and, and I can see <laughs> the damn iceberg example. coming, and I can see the damn iceberg coming. That slow wow. moving ass boat. You better fucking. <laughs> well, I'm trying to. You better put this bitch in reverse if you see that motherfucker. So, so, I, I, I guess, kind of, get it. But I mean, there's, if if you're in frigid waters, it's only gonna be a matter of minutes, of of, of you being in the water that. You're, you're gonna perish if you don't mm. get out just from my no, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Five to six minutes. Yeah. yeah. And it, and maybe not even any water out? temperature, bro. Like, if if your frigid waters. If your boat crashes out there in like a, a bad storm, you're not swimming in that fucking water with them no. eight foot ass swells. You. Yeah. No, because. Just <laughs> like that, like you're just getting swallowed. The mic's gonna pick up on this. Jose, could you hand him the mic for that? Thank you. Let's say in a water temperature, 90 Alex, degrees. Everybody. Yeah, Alex, everybody. Thank you, guys. Let's say the water temperature is 90 degrees, right? Mm. Now, you're surviving, but two days go by, you have no fresh water. Yeah. Okay? So now your body goes into shutdown mode. So basically, you are just dying from the ankles up because mm-hmm. then the blood stops flowing, your heart starts racing, and before you know it, you're convulging on your own vomit because you keep swallowing, keep swallowing, trying to get something fresh in your mouth because you can't drink salt water. Mm. So my point is, is that's a sad way to go. Y- yes. More painful just, to go than if the plane hits the water, it's a one-shot deal. Yes, but I'm talking about survivability because in that two days' time, there is a chance. There is a chance of being rescued. Or, or washing I'd up somewhere. So, 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 is, so is the, yeah, the, the survival death. the survival of a plane um, doing a water landing is is much more survivable. You think so? Yeah, because your seats become rafts. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Secondly, with the technology in the airplanes, I'm not saying the ships are, 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 don't have the same technology, but my point is, when a plane goes down over water in in water. They find you within hours. Yeah, because of like transponder. Right, the transponder. Yeah. So you're so your your ability to survive because everybody's gonna say, well, the ship's got life rafts. The ship's got this. The ship's got that. But what if you're not one of the lucky ones to get in a life lifeboat, right? Um, because they usually carry less boats than they think mm-hmm. they need for the amount of passengers they're carrying. But let me just say this: <coughs> since 2018, there's only been two aircraft incidents. That was due to manufacturing flaw, negligence rather, too. And it was the one with the software that was the software. The, right. Which, which plane was that again? The seven three seven Max. That was the one that would had like a weird fail safe that it would just crash right. itself. Right. What? Um, so what it was? You didn't is, hear about this? No. He so let me, know about no, this. no, no. Let me explain why it is. Okay. So can't believe I'm getting this conversation, but <laughs> you're in. You're in. So 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 so, Airbus came out with another design that caught Boeing by surprise. So by the time Boeing, Boeing aircraft company would have designed something, it would have been seven years behind the eight ball. 
So they took an existing design of a 737 and stretched it. Once you do that, you have to also increase your wingspan. Then you want to go with bigger engines once you do that. So now your landing gears... Everything you, has to scale up. You can't, you can't change your landing gear um, length because your fuselage body, the cabin can only... You have to, have, you have to pull the landing gears up, retract them in the same position. So you cannot go wider and you can't go longer with, with, with landing gear. So what you have to do is you have to change the engine and push them forward on the wing. By doing so, now you're changing the center of gravity. Because now the engines are more forward on the wing. So to compensate for that, they're putting a thing called the Aircraft Maneuvering Characteristic Augmentation System, which supposed to compensate for you. So when you take off, the aircraft wants to pitch up like this in the vertical. Right. Well, as you pitch five degrees up, the system will just roll and roll and roll and make sure you're maintaining five degrees. If it goes haywire on you, there's two switches they have for the off position to turn that off. And now you got to fly the plane like a real pilot, like you're trained to do. Boeing didn't talk to the pilots about this because they're saying, their thought was, listen, it's just like flying a regular aircraft, no simulator training needed. And most pilots didn't even know that button existed because the system was not supposed to fail. All the testing they've done was supposed to be a fail-safe. But now it failed twice. So my point is, in both incidents, the pilots failed to disengage that characteristic. Mm. So, they're, so while they're fighting, about, fighting the aircraft, the system is still engaged. So now the, some, somebody's going to lose. So yeah. it was less a bug in the system and more miscommunication Miscommun with the pilots. It's negligence. Oh, and okay. so, and it's, it, yeah, lack gotcha. of training. And Boeing decided, decided no one is training on this. Right. Because That's it's just like flying. Nothing is changed. All it is, the plane's a little bit longer. The engines are a little bit further up, a little more forward, and the wings are longer. Same aircraft design. You've been flying for years. You don't need training. But they did not mention to the pilots that if something goes wrong, turn these two switches off. Well, after that, they got, they got sued, and everybody gone to the aircraft. But they went to Congress, and now they make it so that now they fix the software. So you don't hear about that problem anymore. But it took two crashes within two months span to get the attention that, hey, mm -hmm. you guys effed up. Question, can I ask you a question? Yeah. For pilots, uh, professional like jetline pilots or whatever, yeah. do they have to, do they generally specialize on one type of plane or do they get a lot of experience with a bunch of them and switch between No, them? you do one type of plane. Okay, they yeah. usually specialize. So, for example, if you were the captain of a 737, you could not go on a 747. Could I do it if I decide to put time into training for it? Yes, but so then you couldn't go back. You can't go back and you forth. can't go back. So you they have don't to retrain for it. No, no. You no practice, once basically. you certify for that equipment, that's your equipment. Okay. And, and so this, you have to recertify if you want to keep switching. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. But to show you what most airlines do, like to me, the most successful airline is um, Southwest. Financially, I'll tell you why. They only have one type of aircraft. Mm, okay. 737s and 737 maxes same pilots same aircraft configuration so when they buy landing gears they buy them in bulk because it's the same aircraft they have to replace landing gear i know like tires of shit yeah, like that yeah you get 50 landing landings gear? 50 okay. landings i didn't know that yeah mm. okay 50 landings not takeoffs 50 landings and just so I, I, when hopefully you, it's the same amount hopefully no no no, no. Well, but but but, but um but um just for example yeah 
um, let's say you have, you know, there's, there's two wheels on each truck, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say the right truck, it's been there since the aircraft was sold. But on the left truck, a tire got flat. Yeah. You're not going to change the right truck side because they still got life in them. You, you just change the one that's flat. Yeah. But now that got more life than the other one. So you, everything is recorded in time. So you, you're changing one landing gear at a time. But the point is they buy landing gears in the thousands. So they get discounts. They, and they're not buying at different sizes for different aircraft. They just have, so financially, it's a, it's a, it's a smart move. You know what I'm saying? Sick. So for How me, much of the landing gear is independent from the structure that they actually replace? Like how much of that? Well, the struts only get serviced with the nitrogen, meaning you know you never replace the struts. Okay. It's a life it's a lifetime application. The only thing you replace is the wear and tear, stuff that are friction under 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 tarmac, the runway. And so the landing gear is really the first thing to go. Now the engines last fifty thousand flight hours. So if you think about that in years, mm -hmm. it could be an aircraft usually retires when they reach a hundred thousand flight hours. That's okay. a, that's retirement. But that could go for thirty years. That could take up to thirty years, forty years. Mm -hmm. And it all depends on so if you're in the domestic flights of two hours here, two hours there, it'd be thirty years before you reach that that the where the, the life of the aircraft is expired. But the Australia flights, they kept they, 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 they yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, when you do transatlantic, you're gonna wrap that up pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. So who's the poor soul that buys the gas for airplanes? You do. Cool. With your ticket. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well I mean uh, like buyer? Yeah. The person who watches the price. Well that's the every every um <laughs> Every every airline has their own accountant that monitors the sale. So the captain will have a credit card that you probably hand to the gas guy right then and there. But it, it, that's not his credit card. That's the company's credit card. But so you know when you see a you you, you have a ticket, your voucher, and it says flight one seven nine zero. So the pilot actually has to pay for the gas. It's not like just taken care of by. No, no, the so company? I'm just saying sometimes the captain has a credit card where if he's like, listen, man, I got to get going. I ain't I got, got time you. to deal with this um, accountant stuff. Here's a company credit card. I see. Just whack Expediting it. Expediting the we're process. Good, we're good to go, yeah. yeah. So let me just share something with you guys. There's a couple of things I want to share with you. Um, do you know what on time, on time departure means? On time? Yeah, departure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume you're going to tell me something I don't know. So. No, no, what do you think it means when you, when you hear that? On time departure? Yeah. You leave on time. Everything went according to schedule. Right. Yeah. No, no. So, so let me just explain that. They could, they could, they could push back from the gate and sit in the tarmac for eight hours, and they're still on time. Mm. On time is when they push back from the gate. Okay. Mm. Okay. When everybody's it, on. It has nothing to do with your destination. Gotcha. Because <laughs> if it's a hurricane, a storm, they're gonna be waiting. No, well, on time departure, yeah, on time departure. So they're so in most aircraft, their record is they say we have a ninety nine percent on time departure. Yes, because they push back from the gate, right? When you see a flight, we say a flight number, um, two eight seven zero, that's the number of takeoffs and landings for that aircraft. Okay. Okay, it has nothing. That's that flight two eight seven zero. That nothing to do, no kind of call sign, nothing. It's just it's a that, that number. Okay, but that's what they use as well in the in the in the in the tower because everybody knows how many takeoff and landings that aircraft has has gone through. That's how they track 
the life of the aircraft along with everything else they're doing. I'm sure you have some. You probably have knowledge of something way better than what I'm going to say. But you ever seen the app that uh, flight radar thing where you can see all the flights that are in the sky? Yeah. In, on the world. Yeah. Is there some better shit than that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like no, for like the public to use. I mean, like. Because like I think that, that thing's fascinating. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Well, okay. So, so you see uh, all of them cluster, right? Yeah. Do you know why? Because they're using lanes. No, they have to use a jet stream. Every aircraft yeah. find a jet stream. Yeah. Right. So the jet stream comes from Europe and it comes around the West Coast and it goes like this. And if the way it curves like an S, the S usually happens over the Atlanta area, you know, and the Florida belt where it does this. Mm. And that's where all the aircraft are going in and they're passing each other. So it's a cluster. Yeah. But they have to get in the jet stream. And they have to get their attitude before they get out of the jet stream to go to wherever they got to go. But they have to get in the jet stream to get that wind and the barometric pressure and then get out of it. But you just can't, you just can't take off and go anywhere you right, want. Yeah. You have to go in the jet stream. Mm. Otherwise, you fall out the sky. So the point is, but that doesn't happen. But my point is, our airplane just don't fall out the sky. Even mm. with one engine down, they could still, every aircraft is designed to fly with a minimum. If it's a four-engine aircraft, it's designed to fly on only two. If it's two engine aircraft, it's designed to fly on only one. Okay. Okay. So they don't just fall out of the sky. The design, they're basically like overpowered. Yeah. They're able to, oh yeah, yeah, as a fail safe. So I'm trying to tell you all this to erase your fear of flying, that mm -hmm. it's the safest mode of travel. I'm still going to be afraid of falling out of the sky, anyways. You're not going to. I'm going to look out the window and be like, wow, if I just like sh punched this glass real hard. <laughs> there be 10 passengers jumping on you beating the crap out of you <laughs> yeah, real, if I just went I bet all my life savings you wouldn't be able to break that glass no you wouldn't they're, they're that, shit for that. Like, that shit is like this thick fam they're playing oh, for really? that yeah, yeah. It's very I've tight. never been on a plane so I wouldn't really no me neither well okay my I've mom always tells me wait wait so how can you fear something you've never done because uh, the concept fear of the unknown the concept of it's enough to put fear into one I've been on boats plenty but not airlines I have been on a plane. My mom tells me I've been on a plane once when I was like a baby. So like I don't remember that. But other you know my number that, one fear is my, my my number one fear, and and I'm gonna tell you right now. This is gonna be juicy. <laughs> my number one fear is an old white lady <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> That's in my life? number one fear. In a specific what? setting. It, 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 listen, listen. When you see a, uh, a, a a big black man walking towards you, oh my god! Pa, 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 officer, I was fear for my life, and there's nothing there. Yeah. No investigation because he's fear for. Even Wait for the train. <laughs> that's my fear, so I stay away. <laughs> people that just we were. I was talking with somebody the other day about like that face that a white person makes when they're about to like call the police on black people for no reason. What? <laughs> what? There's like there's like a Karen or like the male version of like certain white people that are just irritated by anybody of color that doing anything normal and they're like prepared to just <laughs> sit in there. Anyways, <laughs> that's specific. I've never seen that before. <laughs> we digress. We digress. I'm. Just, I just wanted to throw that in there. But anyways, um, when it comes to flying. You know, you have to understand that all the extreme measures are already planned in and calculated. Mm -hmm. And they already talk about emergencies, what they're going to do when it happens. Like, for example, the woman that um, 
that in 20, I think it was 2015, on the Southwest aircraft, she uh, she got blown out the window. Oh. Not, not all of it, but she got she got stuck in the window. Mm. And a lot of folks didn't realize that if she had gone through completely, everybody would have died. Suck everybody out. Not what, suck. What happened no? to her? Blown out. The aircraft is pressurized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're being, you're being blown out. So the air, aircraft engine was serviced. Everything was done to the max. The records are all matched up. One of the fan blades had a crack inside that even ultrasonic missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when the aircraft blades fits in the hub, they have a notch. And the, it was a manufacturing this flaw from the day they casted it with a, with a raw casting in the titanium, how it, the flowers, there was like, it was like a void, like an air pocket. Gotcha, that okay. Over, the t- over years of service, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And no one's, because it's all inside. Even with the ultrasonic, because every aircraft blade gets an ultrasonic inspection. And it got missed. Because you, you really can't see it. So that blade decided it's going to fly out of the hub. But mm. when it the nest, the, well, wait a minute now, the aircraft engine has what they call a nacelle and a containment ring. The containment ring is tougher than the blades, and it's there for a reason. So, so if, if this something happens, breaks, it'll catch it. It will catch it. So the containment ring caught it, and in from the rotation, the blade went down to the weakest part of the nacelle where, where the two pieces connect. The shrapnel hits the aircraft where the woman was at in her window, cracked it. And she got blown out. She was stuck in the window. So as she went out, from the moment she, they're, they're already doing over 400 miles an hour, she snaps. She died instantly. Mm. Okay, but her plugging that hole saved everybody else. Saved everybody else. <sighs> so, so to show you what happened now, now I, I watched the documentary on this. I've seen the videos, everything. Even the pilot, when she got interviewed, I was watching the interview. She was an ex-Navy pilot from the um, F-18 Hornet. She was calm as everything. I mean, calm. Just like, okay, we lost that engine. Shut it down. Okay, let's find a, let's find the quickest um, air, airport. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you can turn here. She goes, well, I don't want to turn in a direction where the engine is dead. I need to make a right turn, not a left turn. Because when the engine is dead, that's dead weight on the wing. If you start turning that direction, the aircraft's not, not going to be recovered. Yeah. So she needs to make a right turn where the right engine has power. So they put her in New Jersey, which is fine. But she landed the aircraft safely. Because, now, think about this. Question. She, oh, okay, question. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt you. Did, for the rest of that flight when they had to land, was the lady Dude, stuck in yes, the window the whole that's time? That's literally what I was just about to say. They had to leave her in there until you get to 10,000 feet. They had to. They had to leave her in there until you get to 10,000 feet. Because if they left her out, everybody would win. Uh, yeah, if they, t- if they pull her out. That's insane. That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine yeah. being a passenger right there, like, yeah, next just, to her? And then just having to and watch just to see like, that there the wait, whole wait, rest of the time? The whole flight. Bro. Because the force of the plane. The plane going forward. Okay, if you're driving 25, 30 miles an hour on the road and stick your arm out. The wind was to take your arm back, right? Imagine 400 miles an hour. Right, it snapped. She just snapped. So she died right away, right? Neck, spine, no, how, what? How spine. did she? Spine. Okay, so did she go head first? Yes, head first. So her lower, the lower part of Part of her was in the aircraft. Did she not have her seatbelt on? Um, <laughs> no, at that point, that cruising attitude. Oh, okay. So my point, so, so back to your question about what would happen if they pulled her out. At 30,000 feet, you can't. Another person just gets sucked in. The, the, the old aircraft is, is going to be disintegrated because it's going to oh. just rip apart. So they, they had the, the, the flight attendants, and a lot of folks don't give flight attendants their time. <laughs> but I tell you, flight attendants, they're trained for this. Like, listen, 
leave her in the window. Don't pull her out until the aircraft gets to 10,000 feet. Why? Because at 10,000 feet, that's where the ceiling of oxygen is. The aircraft is stabilized. The pressure inside is the same pressure outside. Imagine you're, you get stuck like that and you're alive and you have to fly like that, alive. Would that be possible, you think? No. no. Not at speed, Imagine. no. Not at speed, no. Besides, if flu case, even if okay, if the flu case, you'll die a terrible death because your lungs will fill up with arm, um, with, with, no, with no way to breathe, yeah, you know, yeah, you can't breathe. So, because you have no air to breathe out there, right? And it's minus minus fifty degrees out there. It's death, regardless, right? You're dead. I was about to say, have y'all seen the scene where Tom Cruise is on the side of the, the plane? Yeah, I was thinking that's of that. him in a real shot. Y'all see how fucking difficult he was holding on. That's and that's only at a, that's only a hundred feet. Off. That's, that's only take takeoff. Off. But it's still going two hundred miles an hour. How did he land? Oh, the, the aircraft? Yeah. Oh, they landed. Um, when they got to 10,000 feet, they were able to pull her out the, um, the window. Because now there's nothing, there's nothing to cause the aircraft to break up or anything getting blown out because the same pressure inside is the same pressure outside. The aircraft is now stabilized. So they're able to land the aircraft. Now she was back in the seat, but she's already dead. They're able to land the aircraft and, and, and um, securely... Pull her off the aircraft. No, I, mean, I was talking about Tom Cruise. Oh, no, no, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> land the aircraft. I'm sorry. But listen to this, though. No. Hey, but this will freak you out. This will freak you out. Can you do a Tom Cruise impression? I haven't heard Tom Cruise in a long time. Okay. In a month, a month <laughs> later, that aircraft was, aircraft was back in service. Oh, my God. They replaced the engine. It snapped back. Fixed the whole thing. It's back in service. Do they have to report accidents like that? Like when a, when somebody dies in a house, they have to report it when they sell it? Yes. Yeah, the aircraft. The car facts the plane facts, right? No, the, yeah. the, 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 what they call the National Transportation Safety Board get involved and do an investigation. And that's how they went back to find out where the crack originated from. Uh-huh. Back at the manufacturer, the foundry that actually mm. created so the titanium. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Everything's documented on the aircraft. Plane. Documents, man. Docu- and, and signatures got to be on everything. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, I'm lacking a lot of documentation on my car work. So. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the lanes. Well, you securely. So, okay. So, you you have a concern about airplane. You mentioned. Okay, oh, I, I already know what you're gonna say. No, no, the no. likelihood of like car accidents is so much greater. Actually, not, 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 not even that. Not even that. No. No. Okay. So, you, the, the fuel in your car uh-huh. is only. It takes minimum of 87 octane to ignite to to, to burn. Right. Indeed. The, the spark plugs. I use that because it's the cheapest, yes. Right. But my point is, you only require a spark plug to burn that that, um, octane of fuel. Yes. Right. An aircraft, so in other words, it doesn't take much to spark that fuel that you're sitting on top of in your car. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we give no thought about it. We get in our car, we turn the key over, and we go. We don't think about how dangerous what we're sitting on. You're sitting on it, in it, yeah. Yeah, right? Right. So, but an aircraft, the the, the fuel is 190 octane you can't even burn it with a with a torch you, you mm. need a burner can to burn that fuel but if that does ignite that is going to be a lot worse yeah but my Jet point fuel exploding is a lot, lot it's very it's highly yeah. flammable but my point is it is very thick it's very dense because it is kerosene and diesel mixed together but my point is we give no thought to Check, sit, can I make to, that at home to, to, to in a car and turn the key over and go, which is why they started making cars with composite gas tanks. Yeah. Because the metal tanks in Florida get oh, hot, heat, yeah. The heat, oh. yeah. you'll be up in you'll be up in smoke, man. Mm-hmm. So, in a so fucking pinto. we give no thought about that when we get our car and turn it over. But yet we pick out of our airplane, which is 
my point. I'm just trying to draw the analogy here. Yeah, like, no, that's interesting. You know, so I don't. When I get an airplane, it's the best sleep I get. Well, well I did preface the fact that one of my fears is the fact that I'm out of control of it. With a car, I'm directly in control. And I know the uh, mechanical failure is one thing, but when it comes to like actual travel, the fact that I'm in control, I know humans have flaws, but I still feel it makes me feel better about it. Right, but then, if I but, die. It was. It, it, well, it makes me feel better because you don't control the other guy in the other car. <laughs> That's true. I can avoid though. I can try to a point. I can, to a point. To a point. Okay. So you have control over what you have control over. Yeah. I get that. But whether the minute you get on a vessel that you're not behind the wheel, you're trusting the person running that vessel to take care of you. But when you when you get in your car, yes, you have control over your vehicle, but you don't have control over what the guy down the street is doing if he's drunk or not, and it's coming right at you. You don't have control over that. You can maneuver, but what if he doesn't know where to go? One of the scariest things that ever happened to me was I was in Daytona, and I was driving my friend home who lived in Melbourne, and we were on the highway, and somebody was on the wrong side coming right at us. Oh, wow. Ooh. Definitely they were, they were de- thankfully a blonde chick. They were fa- and it was at night, too. This was at night, too. And thankfully, we were like three lanes apart. They were on the opposite side of my side of the road. <laughs> Uh, so we miss each other by enough, like enough, but shit coming at me. I was like, those headlights look way too close. What? Huh? Huh? And then we just already go past each other. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was so fast. They're probably European or some shit. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's, uh, being in Florida, wouldn't be surprised if it was someone that's uh, too old to drive. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There was or, or especially oh, right over here in Port St. Lucie, way too many snowbirds that just come down here to retire and that should not fucking be here. They could be here. I just don't want them to drive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Nah, just, Uber. I'm looking to my Uber. right. <laughs> you know, like, I just... I don't understand it. You know, when you could barely see your fucking book in front of you, you need reading glasses. Why are you going to go get behind the wheel of a car? I don't understand. Yeah, so what do you think? There should be an age limit for driving? Yeah. I, Especially I, down I here in Florida. Florida. There's necessarily yeah. an age limit for driving, but you should get tested again. There should be a capability oh, yeah. limit. I, I, I should be a competency a test. test. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, after a certain valid. age, probably. Especially mm-hmm. down here in Florida, where the fucking speed limit is higher than every other state. I sort of feel like the competency thing should be done like maybe once every 10 years, honestly. If you're going to do that, you might as well do it to every person behind the wheel. I've seen no, it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like once... Like, That's what I'm saying. If you were to organize 10, maybe like 15 that. years, something. There needs to be like... Every once in a while, you need to be like, oh, can you actually drive or you've been faking it this whole time? Right. <laughs> what are you I, mean, I was thinking like uh, if we're talking about just like elderly, once people hit a certain age... Well, then what's, what's... That's a blurry line. What's the age? 50? 60? Well, Is then, it yeah, 40? We'll see. We'll see because like... <laughs> But then every you can't 10 go years. because my 70 year old grandma drive like a motherfucker. <laughs> but when my grandpa was 60, like, boy, you better give me them fucking keys. Yeah, I'm driving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what age do you really do that at? That's what I'm saying. It really yeah, depends on the person. Right, yeah. At 50, you could be like, you could have the mind of a 90 year old if you just. Yep. <laughs> well, hey, 50 young now. 50 young in today's age now. Well, he is old fashioned. So. <laughs> it depends I mean, on the. I mean, if you, I mean, if not, if you're if you're 50 and above and you're not falling under the category, then. 
<laughs> Why make the comparison? <laughs> He's I, saying, is that you? There should be there should be some competency skills, you know, tests that you know would at least be uh, administered so that uh, you can determine whether or not additional tests need to be performed. Mm. And this could be something as, like, can as you part see? Of, well, yeah. I mean, you in, in theory, you 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 should be getting physicals like every year, right? In yeah. theory, once you reach a certain age. So if you were to be able to tie that into whether or not additional tests would need to be performed, that would be ideal. I can't wait till the age I'm at where I can measure my age and how many times I've had fingers in my ass. Like uh, from like exams or some shit. A, was this at a medical facility? Or no, 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 no. I'm not talking about physicals. Yeah, talking about apps. Jesus Christ. Bar I didn't download the Bible app. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about like when you get older and you start getting regular exams. It's like at a certain age, you're like, I can count how many exams I've done. You know? Oh, yeah. Some I would love to measure time that way. Some people take <laughs> exams for others for just for that purpose. Oh. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good place to end the podcast. Oh, <laughs> you mean fingers up your asses oh, in yeah, the dark. Yeah, yeah. oh. so, so I guess competency oh. test should start at it took me. <laughs> it took me about oh, 70 seconds God. to pick up on that. I was like, I was sitting here piecing it together in silence while you continued. I was stuck <laughs> on that one part and I was like, oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> Sorry, did I just yell into the mic? Follow Ghost and the Ox on Twitter at, <laughs> at Ghost and the Ox. Uh, thank you, Devin. No problem, Devin. For joining. You're welcome, Devin. Appreciate uh, it, Devin. <laughs> uh, Trey. Devin. Yeah. Oh. Anything, final words, anything you want to plug? Anything? anything uh, not in particular. All right, bet. Gunner. I ain't really got nothing to plug. Um, or just final thoughts. This is my first time here. And it's a, it's a it's a it's a good spot. I'm probably gonna come here often, to be honest. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I need to come check it out. But shout out Rizzo's, come check it out. Rizzo. Yeah, Jose. No, I um want to thank you guys for having this event having this discussion. We we welcome them. We love having you know any type of discussion where we're just. Free to speak what we, you know, speak what we what we think and joke around with each other. But at the end of the day, there's a mutual respect when we leave. So, you know, you guys are welcome anytime. Thank you very much. I appreciate you letting Great us, respect. letting us use the space, Alex. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, any, any questions on aviation? I'll be I'll be more than happy to answer. Can people send questions. them to you. You want when you put out your email. <laughs> yeah, just, you know what? Phone you number. Should, that plane that fell in Colorado. The plane did not fall in Colorado. It was a plane that fell in Colorado, and Alex has a theory as to what happened. So, can you give me the give me the elevator pitch on this theory real quick? Bonus content. Ten seconds. Patreon exclusive section. It was just an engine that cell that blew off. That's it. The aircraft still flew and landed safely. Nobody was hurt. Sail. What do you say? The aircraft engine, what? The aircraft nacelle, engine nacelle. Okay. It's a, it's a cowling. Friends at the grassy so there's nothing. Once in a, it's one of a million chances it's going to happen, and it happened on that flight. It's a United flight. Nobody was hurt on the aircraft. Nobody was hurt on the ground. The aircraft still flew. They shut the engine down and landed safely. Again, cool. goes, goes one. Hudson th- River type shit? Huh? Hudson River type shit? No. 
No. No? No. It, it just, um, you know, you have, you have to understand, the aircraft blades are spinning at 80,000 RPMs. Eventually, over time, something's got to give. Yeah. So that's what is maintenance. That's what yeah. is maintenance. So you got nothing, my, I just but, got my tires replaced no, no, and nothing, rotated. Nothing, no, no, there was no casualties, no, fat, no fatalities. So um, Jose watched um, CNN, and so that's where he got the information from. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody ended up with a free sunroof on the house. <laughs> oh, really? No, never, no. What? <laughs> All right, no, thank no, you for I, listening. We're going to cut it right there. Right, that's good. a whole other 30 minutes. Academy. Yeah. Shout out to the Academy also, yes. Wash your don't hands. Forget, don't forget don't to wash, wash your hands. Ass, clean your too. dick in the shower. Wash your ass before you wash your hands. Word. Which one do you wash? Oh, yeah, first? you wash your hands last. There you go.